What's going on, guys? This is episode 162 of Painkiller Already. We got the standard cast and crew, and we got a nice guest tonight. We got Philip DeFranco himself. A bit of YouTube royalties in the house. Thank you for coming on, sir. I like YouTube you. royalty. Like that's. I like the way. Yeah, I was. I was thinking like OG, but I think YouTube royalty is better. Absolutely. I was kind of disappointed there wasn't diamonds behind him. Like I expected, like like a diamond. <laughs> I plaque. frankly expected he himself to sparkle a bit. Sort Before of we started the show, he was wearing a crown and some sort of purple robe with a giant white fluffy collar, mm-hmm. and he took it off. There were two women fanning him with palm leaves, <laughs> feeding him grapes. One of them was there was another one feeding him grapes from. And someone camera. ran in quickly yeah. and touched his hair up just before Woody said go. <laughs> so, uh, our sponsors didn't know it, but they picked a great show, I think. So our uh, our first sponsor for for tonight is uh, Cugsy and Pugsy. I almost certainly mispronounced that. You guys are gonna want to give us the, you're gonna want to break down your names a little bit better. Cugsy and Pugsy, though, these two guys absolutely love to play video games. And they like to share that passion with other people. So they post Minecraft videos, FIFA videos, and much more. So go check out their channel, and you will not regret it. Let me say something about Cugsy and Pugsy. One of the videos I personally enjoyed from their channel was their FIFA Call of Duty video. It's actually Absolutely. their main video on the channel. Just go to YouTube.com slash Cugsy Pugsy Studios. You know, C-U-G-S-A. It's on the board. You when I read, you know, the we get like a blurb on how, you know, like sort of to prepare us for their ad – and I didn't get the whole share the passion with other people. I thought it was with each other. And I thought, oh, well, there's, you know, a, a new twist. You don't see that in the gaming area a lot. Knock yourselves like- out, guys. Not judging. Right, so th- they're sharing their passion for each other while playing games and sharing it with us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Tune on in. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of are, – are these guys like gentlemen of like the homosexuality? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. You know he what? Check off, out Cugsy. He hits a home run to start off the show. <laughs> Wings of Redemption, the first at bat, first plate appearance. <laughs> Go on. Could you repeat that? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really catch it the first time through. I thought there's two guys at co-op games, but the way it's worded, it sounds like they, they share each other's passion. Like they're sitting there holding hands and kissing and stuff while they play Minecraft and FIFA. What's wrong with that, man? Yeah, don't. I know you like to ban at TVs I, I just, and scream I think at people, that's a but... good drawing line to it. Like, you know, the what, first do you want to euthanize them too? Couple. <laughs> no, dude, gay for pay is the next thing that goes big on YouTube, right? How many guys on YouTube sort of – like, you know, exaggerate the effeminate side of themselves, make their, like, bromance into something a little touchier-feely than it probably is off-camera. You know you've seen that, right? We built a podcast around it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, so Cugsy and Pugsy, no one's judging you, man. Check out their channel. No, it's 2014. We accept you for who you are and what, or whatever you want to be. <laughs> Next I, I just want to know. I want to know Wings's like classification. Are they of the homosexual? Are they? I just don't want to go to the videos and see him bust a slob when they kiss. I, I, oh, oh, bust God. a slob. Oh, well, that's uh, uh, that's all we have to say about our first sponsor tonight. <laughs> who actually paid for us to say that stuff. So go check out uh, Cugsy and Pugsy. Uh, uh, it's. 12,500, I think, for a quarter show. I hope that was yeah. well spent. Yeah. Mm. Pesos only. Pesos only? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tax purposes. Yeah, something that's easy, readily changed into other currencies. Just put it in the Swiss bank account. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. Kyle, sponsor two? Oh, we're going we're going full out. Both barrels. Well, right we start, discovered huh? that the sponsors get more value when we um, lead them in the front instead of some guy being an hour in. 
Okay, so these guys are doing something for a good cause. It's uh, the Wounded Warrior uh, Foundation, Wounded Warriors 2014. Um, if you, it looks like they're doing a, a gaming stream, right, Woody? Yes, yeah. So there's a gaming stream. It's on January 25th at noon Eastern time, and um, check them out. They're doing a gaming stream. They only gave us the link to the YouTube channel. I'm not sure if it's going to be on YouTube or Twitch oh, it's, or whatever. It's Twitch here too. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's oh, wait, no, no. I'm sorry. What am I saying? Yeah. So there'll be a Twitch link in the description. And um, they're doing a, a big 24 event. Hour, uh, Twenty-four hour uh, charity play. That's gonna be good. And yeah, go support... help out. Go, go donate. Go support the cause. So the, wounded the wounded warrior cause, which is a good one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a good one. So, uh, so that sponsor talk, Philly D. Hello. You? you have you have more interesting sponsors than I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I like that your sponsor. Because we accept none but the best. Your sponsor is you most of the time, and I swear I'm gonna start copying that. Like, hey, yeah, this video brought to you by WoodyCraft.net, best goddamn Minecraft server in the multiverse. <laughs> just rock well, let's with be, it. Let's be honest, though. That uh, that essentially is this show also, just like the bromance into more than the the all of a sudden this is a shill for Woody's things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, WoodyCraft is a great-ass place to go. I played Minecraft there, and WoodyCraft made me love Minecraft. See? See? Yeah, I, it, it's, I don't hear any other Minecraft servers laying claim to best in the multiverse. That's kind of my thing. And uh, that, that about covers most Minecraft servers, I think. And, and yeah. you say this shows a shill for my stuff, as if I would mention Netflix.com slash Woody, coupon yeah. code Woody on scuff controllers, yeah. or WoodyCraft.net, my, my Minecraft. I think I'm pretty subtle about that sort or of thing. Or YouTube.com slash Excapel. Hey, don't feel bad. I gave <laughs> Kyle and Lefty a free month of Netflix for Christmas. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, by the way, Philly D, your, uh, your prize for being on the show this week, your compensation for donating your time, is a free month of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to say this because apparently I didn't realize this until about two weeks ago. Our audiences definitely have uh, they they overlap because anytime I go heavy with my Netflix sponsorship, I see Netflix.com slash Woody in the comments, and I'm like, "Fuck you, delete." Oh no, yeah, I, I I'm a fan of Philly. So I re- I remember it, it it went along. With, here's something unique. I, I I do loyalty well, right? And um. Like, someone does something for me, we don't talk for two years, you Mm. still have, like, a positive balance in the emotional bank account, right? So, it was a while back, I think, I wrote to you on Twitter and said, hey, man, like, I'm thinking about changing networks, I've got, you know, some sort of, like, YouTube business side drama, can I talk to Mm. you? Do you remember this? So it, it's hard for me to because a lot of like the former Machinima guys were like, someone help me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, so I gave him my phone number via Twitter direct message and he calls me and he spends like a while. I'll call it 45 minutes, maybe bordering an hour, just talking about like, I don't know, the the business side of YouTube. And I, I felt like a you know sheep negotiating with wolves at the time and he's like yeah this is what i think is good this is what i think is not good anytime you're with a network these are the things you want to look out for and um and then it's not like we talk all the time but to me philly d is still the guy who helped me when i needed it so um that's i'll take that i'll take that man (laughs) so thank you i don't know i i even even like to this point um even though it feels less and less because i get so I don't know, kind of weighed down with everything. It it has to come down to YouTubers helping YouTubers. I mean, that's why I think like the Grace Helbig thing going on right now is such a big deal because 
I don't know. It's just another example of networks trying to own YouTubers. What is Grace Helbig? Can you can you so Grace Helbig? Uh, so she's she's Daily Grace. Uh, I guess she had the information's coming out now, and I had I had some talks here and there regarding it. But um, I guess she was part of my damn channel for some odd years. Um, my damn channel just recently posted that they could not reach an agreement of some sort on her channel. And uh, so she de- she didn't own the channel. Apparently, I guess she was getting a paycheck or something, and she had to create an entirely new channel, which I think from a network, you're like, yeah, that's right, we own that, and we have the power. But because she's been so nice and such a good YouTuber to other people, everyone had her back. So when she launched this new channel, I think now after 36, 48 hours, she has like almost 300,000 subscribers. And she was only getting like 200,000 views at the end of that channel. So in fact, it's probably a good thing for her. The gaming space has evolved away from that. Like it, um, if you were to go back in the day, I'll call it 2010 ish, uh, maybe 11. I, I remember Gold Glove lost his channel, right? Oh. Everybody like made videos. Hey, Gold Glove got a new channel. You can find him here, etc. He had more subs, I think, at the end of like ten days than he did before he lost his channel. Yeah, and of course, like instant sixty thousand subscribers. Yeah, and, and sixty thousand back in two thousand ten was a much more impressive number. You mm-hmm. might consider that to be like quarter million or something like that by today's numbers. And um, another guy, uh, the Predator, the Optic Predator guy. Mm-hmm. He also lost his channel, and the whole community kind of rallied around and supported him. Even people who weren't really, like, tight with him were supporting him. Now, it seems like everyone, like, they don't work with each other. If someone's successful, other people don't like him because of that success. There are groups, cliques of, like, five guys, but then that's a really tight-knit group with the bulletproof armor where, you know, they don't even want to talk to people who are outside of that group. That's the current gaming scene. So. It's it is it's it's a completely weird thing. Like um, even when we like we feature stuff on uh, SourceFed's website, I'm a big believer in embedding the original video and then making sure that my my bloggers put the, uh, the subscribe wid- widget for that channel underneath the video. Because even websites that I love, um, like the Chive, and websites that I hate, like World Star Hip Hop, they, <laughs> they steal the video, they put it in their own player, they get their own ads on it, and uh, and I don't know. I think it's you know, it's it's still sharing, it's still helping. We figured out a way to also make money on top of it, which is always nice. But I think it's you gotta you gotta help people because otherwise, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we have so much time on YouTube, right? And then you know, hopefully, you fucking help someone. Um, not only because you know there is a business strategy that ends up being that thing, but also to just be a semi decent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that that it's January in 2014, we're gonna start seeing a lot of other YouTubers left out in the cold. After YouTube implements its monetization changes, right? Because that's coming, isn't it? Which monetization changes might be news to me. YouTube is now, or well, the networks. It's like the networks are doing this to individual YouTubers via YouTube. It's like YouTube via networks are are impacting people. Um, Channels that were previously precluded from the content ID system. And uh, and and just the general review process for monetization, which you are subjected to if you're not through a network, pretty much everybody's going to be a part of that system now. Even if you're part of a network, even if you're signed with a network and you were previously not subjected to that system, networks are now going to 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 classify you at your channel as affiliated, and you're going to have to have to go through that process once in a while. I don't know how how prevalent it yeah, is. Yeah, so you'll upload a video, you won't have ads on it for two days, and that. 
See, because that definitely sucks. But I, I definitely, that's even, it, it's something that I see from both angles. One, it's it's impacted people so terribly as soon as it happened because it was it hit so many people all at once. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, looking at it, I think from the network point of view, it was seen as as this way to get people into networks to be like, you're not even going to get, you're not even going to have to go through the copyright system. You could upload fucking anything and you'll be fine. Um, and so what sucks is it, it's not like everyone was doing that, but because 3% of people in networks were abusing this, now it's fucking 97%. And that's what really sucks about these these changes. And I think that's also something that's scary about YouTube. Sometimes they change things based on the outliers. And that's that's a really terrifying thing for the future of the website. You know what? I More of the... So when I think of the OG YouTubers, maybe it's just because they're the ones left still standing... A lot of them have been better businessmen than I think the new wave of YouTubers. Like the the guys who hit it rich now, and I will not be naming names, it seems like they just go wild with their expensive cars, their you know expensive clothes, their drugs, and um, you just see them. Their drugs? Who are you talking about? I'm so not talking about any names. Uh, Nothing. I'm good. I'm good. Look at your nose. It's all red. Sorry. (laughs) Um... Uh, yeah, but it, and they just go wild, and um, and you're like, wow, you know, this is a guy who's not going. And oh, and wow, everyone's thinking I'm talking about X Charles now. He wasn't even the guy in my I'm mind. Just like, yeah, yeah it, I, I swear he wasn't. <laughs> I thought, the I, you know, you see, Woody. The reason I jumped in front of that bullet for you was so that everybody would think you were talking about me. But now you you went. And you, I totally you, wasn't thinking you of him. That. Yeah, you know, well, I, well, I, I know you weren't, but you 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 yeah, you like you didn't shoot yourself in the foot, but then you grabbed that bullet mid space and, and oh, just you stuck it right in. on cocaine. Yeah. Is that how he does that stupid clown voice in his I, dreams? You probably don't even know the guy that was in my head when I said that. But anyway, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, oh, you see them. Whereas you look at like the Shea Carls, the Mystery Guitar Mans, the Philly D's. Mm-hmm. And these guys kind of like took that, reinvested it, made a business, have a career out of it, as opposed to just like a, a cannonball trajectory, you know, which is which is the normal YouTube scene. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it sometimes pains me to see like you see someone like come to prominence and then you see that they have like a two hundred thousand dollar car, but at the same time, fuck it, why not? It, it's not something that I would do because I'm always, I think, because of like the way that I was raised and like the, my conditions and stuff like that. I've always thought about my life ending at 35. And so I had to like make it by 35, but I don't know. I also get the, the other side, even though it's a bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy talk. Do you guys need a whole nother topic? Uh Yes. I want to go down the Philly D life ending stuff. Mm. I've always been curious about that. The life ending stuff. Wait, what do you mean? You said you he's had talking to be, about your medical you to make condition. It to 35, mm, like, you, okay. like you have a timeline. Yeah, so I've, I've had this timeline in my head since I was around, I want to say 16, 17. Uh, that's when I found out I had a PKD, which is polycystic kidney disease. Uh, you, you can Google it. Uh, make sure you have, like, safe search on if you go images, because it can get nasty. That's not how but, I roll. Okay, good. <laughs> you should never go image search first. I feel like that, that should be, like, a known thing on the Internet. Uh, but my dad has it. It's a, it's a genetic thing. And essentially, it causes your kidneys to fail. Uh, now, my dad's lucky uh, because um, I put his story out there, and and amazing people from like my community that watched me uh, went to see if they were a match for him. And it turned out one of the people out of like the hundreds that submitted was he got a kidney transplant. Um, by the time I probably need a kidney, no one will know who the fuck Philip DeFranco is. <laughs> uh, so, so my whole thing has been 
my dad was affected by PKD when he was like 35, 36. So I was like, okay, well, that's what I got to aim for. I'm going to still do stuff, especially since I have a job that's not like working in a coal mine. I can do it from wherever, regardless of like whatever my pain level is. But that's been like the fire under my ass since I was 17. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, has, has, has always, treatment gotten any better for it? I mean, um, I mean, have you kept up on the on the on the treatments and research for the for the condition and whatnot? Uh, in the side of the United States, uh, it's definitely slower, especially because um, stem cell research was stifled for so long. Um, so outside of the United States, there there are further advancements, but um, it's it's there's nothing that's like a cure. It's literally um, once it starts affecting you, here's what you eat, drink a, this amount of water. And, you know, if, if it affects you, it affects you. If you don't get pain, you're in that percentage. But I've always, I've been kind of raised as a cynic. Um, and so my thing is, you know, plan for, it's, I don't know, what you, what you do. You plan for the worst, you hope for the best. Getting everyone depressed already, bro. No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's but but okay. So just so we don't end it on a down note, there is a certain chance, or I, I guess an uncertain chance, but there is a chance that it isn't as bad as perhaps Wikipedia or WebMD may make it seem. Yeah, it's it's really it all comes down to the percentages and chance and uh, yeah. I mean, I I hope I hope not. I um and even if it does. It's it's nothing that pain meds can't cure for a few years until it gets serious, and then hopefully um, I go somewhere and buy a kidney on the black market and don't die from that surgery. <laughs> I like this trajectory. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Ad- outstanding. I wonder what else? See, this is a man with a plan, and for this is what YouTube has done to him. It's made him into a businessman, such that he's like, you know what? At some point, buying a kidney on the black market well, is going to be a thing. So that's the weird thing, right? So I, I, it was this thing that I had never thought about before for my dad. Um, in the United States, it's actually, I believe it's actually illegal to pay someone for an organ, but in other countries, it's not. Um, we had to go through this crazy process of um, everyone submitted to this uh, this facility in Florida to, to, get, to see if they were a match for my dad. And then they had to wait six months because I guess there there's stats or study or history to say that some people that jump into this too soon or maybe have, like, some sort of, like, they're not mentally stable – they commit suicide afterwards. So inside of the United States, they're very, very careful about, especially altruistic donors, if you don't know the person, because, you know, it, it seems unfamiliar and different. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's pretty. <laughs> we can talk about boobs or fart jokes, though, soon. Yeah, boobs. <laughs> boobs are good. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Okay, so here's my plan. We can either go to talk about Wing's sister, which I really want to talk about, mm. or we can talk about... The failures of all women, and that the Marine Corps oh, is <laughs> the failures of all women. Carry on, or or you know, so so the Marine Corps is delaying releasing their fitness results because fifty five percent of the female candidates failed to perform three pull ups, which is the mandatory. Yes, your question, Kyle. You said 50, they're delaying the results, but you seem to know the results. So how did you? Well, the results there? have been leaked. It's a CNN article. Mm. So women suck at pull ups. Women suck at pull ups. I guess my question is. Do you think that before someone should be in combat, which is what the test is for, you should be able to knock out three pull-ups regardless of your sex? Yes, I do. I think Are we talking you... the Marine overhand pull-ups? Yes. Those are underhanded ones. Overhand. Overhand's tough, man. That's a lot of lats back there. Yeah. I, I Look, 
Not only are these women unable to do three pull-ups, but they're lighter than the men who can do three pull-ups. I, I, so I think perhaps that we need more than one fitness standard. We need a warrior fitness standard and like a supply guy fitness standard, a chef well, fitness We do, standard. we do. And this is the warrior fitness exam. Well, if you don't pass the warrior fitness exam, perhaps we can repurpose you into some sort of truck driver or helicopter repairman or uh, I, I don't know what other job would, would fit someone who's not good at pull-ups. But, but Kyle, why why are they why are they delaying the results? I'm sure there's men. That I think they're embarrassed the by it because this whole um, females in combat thing is oh. brand new for the Marine Corps. It's a brand new thing. Oh, so it is it like they they this is the first class of women that has been tested for for combat? Is that? I it? think this is the second class because the first of the first class, I want to say like four of them passed and uh, three of them became active duty Marines, uh, and the fourth had to wait six weeks for an ankle injury to heal, but she had passed her exams. So I'm assuming this is the second class, and it's much what, larger what, because of all the publicity the first class got. One of the things I've said they're struggling with is what on the battlefield would a pull-up kind of like help so, with? Okay, so here's where I think it helps. If you're going to be in the Marine Corps, I mean, one of the jobs is operating a, an M2 50 caliber machine gun out of the top of a Hummer. you got to be a man to operate it. You just do. Even it's if it's really mounted? hard to operate it. Even though it's mounted, because charging it is, you know, when you ask someone, like, how long do I have to pull this thing? The, the response I've always gotten is, pull it like a man. That's literally what they say. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's it's it, it's not so much uh, physical intensity that, that any of you would find it difficult, unless maybe you were a, a small dude or, or a female. If, what if Lefty's wounded and someone's got to pull him somewhere safer? Right? You know, how are we going to get Lefty back on the Humvee? Yeah, but you get to use your legs when you're pulling somebody to safety. Don't Look, forget, I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, come on. Every time. <laughs> oh, you can just wheel him into the wheel. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you get to use your legs in that situation, whereas, like, a pull-up's all upper body. we got to get him into the chair. No, th- this is just a fitness thing. Or not even a fitness thing. A strength thing. If if you if you're resp- maybe you're not pulling them, maybe you're throwing them on your shoulder and you're taking them fifty yards. Maybe you're I don't know. Even then, that's legs again. <laughs> well, okay, so legs. so wings. Let's make it. Listen, let's make it not about combat. Let's because this issue has been prevalent for a long time. Let's make it about being a firefighter. Because for a long time there was a big issue about whether it was a good idea to have prospective pers- female firefighters have a different level of. Of uh, of fitness needed to be able to be firefighters. I can tell Whether you right they now, have to Lefty, carry this should or be that. in a firefight, and here's the big reason: what if you're in the foxhole with somebody in a war, a real war, not an Afghanistan war? We're sending and firefighters. And there's dogs oh wandering around <laughs> that can smell the blood leaking out from her legs. Oh no, he oh, did. God. Oh, oh my no. god, this motherfucker just just went to menstruations as the weak <laughs> point of the female what combat. About bears. Oh what my about bears? god. <laughs> First of all, let me just go ahead and separate myself now. I was not advocating against females uh, in combat. I was advocating for higher strength. Uh, I just uh, love, I love that because you're like, you're like, I get what you're saying about strength, but what about their vaginas? <laughs> <laughs> but, but the yeah. fact is, that's the reason you don't want them in combat. I wouldn't want to be in a foxhole with a woman on her period when the Look, Germans dude, got dogs. If the, if the U.S. Marine Corps is worried about packs of wild dogs, we got a serious problem. <laughs> right, right, no. Forget the, because Wiggs is like, no, forget the Germans with their mortars and their guns and their tanks <laughs> look, look, and stuff. Dude, no, no, no. Talked, they got I've dogs. I've talked to a lot of guys in the Marine Corps. You know what they do with the wild dogs in the area? They fucking eat them. Oh. They eat them. They totally eat them. I've heard three different stories about eating dog 
from 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 Marines while they were traveling. What Jordy is saying is true, or Wings is saying is true. Then they could use the woman as a trap. You, you guys are picturing wholly different. You're you're, look, you're looking at it different. I'm talking about like a search and destroy kind of thing, like Vietnam, where they like say you're behind enemy lines, and the and the girl you're with starts bleeding on her period, and they'd search you out with dogs. Do you realize the level of fitness that a female probably in is is in in combat and the stress they're under? There is probably no way they're actually getting their period. In I bet they're getting it. I bet they're getting it. Well, you I, gotta I do it. It's a natural body thing. With how far, with like how, say, fat, with how far they have to run their their body. I am fat just level? applying my experience as a collegiate swimmer to this, and I'm saying. Uh... Even when they're working hard, these women are getting periods. Well, I saw G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane's so. bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I recognize that there are <laughs> slight variances between a swim team and a Marine in combat, but just the same, they're working hard. And, and there's also biased. Like, let's say it's you. Let's say your partner that you're, you're with that day because they use the buddy system, mm-hmm. is the female, would you want to get shot and have her try to drag you back, or would That's you rather have Big Rick? Or even as a cop, right? Let's say you're a cop and you're breaking up a fight. Then you know if there's two guys in there, there's kind of a two-on-one thing going on, and it's cool. If there's a girl by your side, now not all women, of course, but mostly you're going to be like, ah, my backup's not a man. It's tougher. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think if they, if they can meet that standard, right, if they can reach that, reach that physical fitness, great. If they can't, right. I think that standard, I mean, if you want to talk about equality, it should be the same. You know, can you lift your partner? Can you do whatever? I think that is important. That's the only way you're going to have trust. Otherwise, oh, it's are we only- losing just him? Oh, we lost you for a second, but it looks like you're back. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that, right? This is not an anti-woman thing. This is an anti-someone who can only do one or two pull-ups thing. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's the issue that we've got cooking here. That's exactly like firefighters. Like if your job is to be able to – you have to be able to carry people out of burning buildings, then you better be able to carry people the equivalent weight of your average human out of a building. I mean, so what? You're a woman. You, that doesn't mean that you're... What, are you only going to get the light people? I mean, especially because... Well, firefighters are a little bit different. Because I actually got to see the firefighter test this week. The physical conditioning test. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah? You got to take a five-pound hammer and be able to knock a... like a, a, It's like this metal thing, five feet. And then you got to be able to carry your full gear up like, I don't know, 20 flights of steps. You have 15 minutes to do both. What about dead? There's no like dead weight carry. There's no dead weight lifting or anything like that. If you can do the sledgehammer, sledgehammer is all upper body. Okay. Hmm. That I I was hoping that the test would be more analogous to what they would actually be doing in the field because that makes it easy. Like if your job is doing military presses, right? And then the test for your job is well, you have to be able to do military presses at this weight. Then it's really easy to be like, well, you can't do your job. If you mm-hmm. can't do your job, well, how much? You know, how are you actually going to cry discrimination? Well, I, I or think whatever? the test has been but, diluted because you have older gentlemen in the fire department that, that wouldn't be able to pass the test oh, if wait, it was hard. Is the test to get on the same as the test to stay on? It is. It's the same test you got to take every year. Oh, see, that's a hmm. thing. They should have a contest to get in. That's how. That's how I would do it, right? So there would be an athletic portion and there would be an interview portion, and you take the results and you'd mesh them, and then that's how you choose your firefighters. So wait, wait, are we glossing over something? Wings, why did you get to see the the firefighter test? Well, I, I, well, one thing, I, I know a couple of firefighters, and I met another guy that just recently took his test today, and he's, he, will, he was willing to show me the course. Hmm. He took it in over there in uh, Merle's Inlet, 
And um, one, I'd like to. I'm, I'm trying to kind of lay the framework to become a firefighter. You know, go, planning on EMT school, trying to get in physical conditioning. Two, I wanted to see the course because I wanted to train towards that course. And like, I think that'd be cool, cool to integrate videos of me training to be able to complete that that physical fitness portion of the firefighter course. I hope well, I'm you not can, calling you. Can out. Swing a sledgehammer. Did you break 400 yet? I have broke 400. Nice. 396. So what's the total loss down to? Um, you 48 start? pounds. 48 pounds. Wow. On his way. Awesome. Good job, Wade. But like my my it slowed down really bad, but I'm still losing inches like a motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, That's wait, good. what's slowed down? Like the aggregate my, my actual weight loss has slowed down a lot, but like I'm gaining a lot of muscle. Yes, Wings of Redemption can kick anyone else's ass at 397. What kind of food stuff have you changed? What kind of food stuff have I changed? Well, uh, no no more breaded chicken, mm-hmm. no more pizza, very limited on the sugars. I drink um, over a gallon of water a day. Um, I try to keep my carbohydrates towards the morning time. Like when I wake up, I'll have like banana and bran cereal. And, and after 11 o'clock, since I usually wake up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so my day's a little skew that way, I usually, after 11 o'clock, I cut cards out completely. No carbs, nothing. But the, I, I have to imagine that the situation before you were losing weight, back when you were gaining, there were like some binges in there, right? Like meals you'd eat and regret. Oh, there's always binges. I've had binges while I'm losing weight. But uh-huh. the food I binge on now is food that is hard to gain weight on. Like you can't binge yourself on like Asian ready-to-go meals because they're 200 calories. You eat eight of them, you're still only 1,800 calories in on that day. 1,600, but fair point. Yeah, I mean, you find it more like a the idea is to keep more viable food in case you can't control yourself and that that addiction kicks in. You you do it on something better than you know a, a glass of fudge ice cream or pizza. Mm. Oh, you said pizza. I'm gonna get that in like five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've done that too. <laughs> I need to. I'm like my my New Year's resolution for me starts on the sixth. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> like, I don't. It's not a New Year's resolution for me. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now help me get this started, and I don't want to lose it because this is the first time I've gotten to this point and was physically strong, not just oh well, I've lost weight and like oh. Like beforehand, I've lost I've lost sixty pounds before. That's yeah. happened. Starved off sixty pounds before, but now yeah, you I've starved off sixty pounds weight. before. But you know, you feel wore out. You're tired. You don't feel like you've accomplished anything because you still feel like you're four hundred forty pounds. But you know, that's happened before. But now I feel good. That people notice the difference into you because when you starve off the weight and you work off the weight, it's two different body styles. And yep. Yeah. And you, you feel better. I feel strong. I feel like I could take most people in like a physical fitness contest right now. But I, I probably couldn't, but I feel like I could. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what happened in Germany today? No, we didn't hear what happened in Germany. A bomb from World War II went off and killed a guy. No oh, way. I thought you said Jeremy, not Germany. <laughs> it, it was, Did you hear what went off in <laughs> Germany today? It was me. <laughs> yeah, apparently this thing has been lying dormant since World War Two, and it went off and, and killed a guy and caused all kinds of destruction. There's houses blown up and buildings messed up and all kinds of stuff. It was a big bomb. Why well, was it near houses? Into it, and apparently this happens pretty regularly in Germany. Like 20 people have died in the last... Really? Like, since, you know, since the war's been over. Of just do they, do they bomb keep going off. like idle bombs that fell off bombers just laying around? They don't, like, try to remove them? I think it was undiscovered un- until... 
yesterday. That this leads into the topic that I've been wanting to, that I've been holding since before the show. So, in war, winners write the history, right? That much is land mm-hmm. is, is, is determined. And because of that, everyone that's ever lost a war has been the bad guy, right? In the, in the U.S. Civil War, the South, they were totally the slave masters. Germany, they were totally, you know, they were killing Jews, Nazis, et cetera, et cetera. Nazis is a going? dirty word. It, you know, in Italy, even Japan. Japan, I think if you look at it, had some, I, I think, honorable fighting tactics, right? They, the, the kamikaze thing was brave. If, if Japan ended up winning after Germany dropped off, people would be singing the songs of the brave acts and honorable way that they fought. I disagree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Okay. I don't disagree. I think people would be singing like these brave wars. They'd be heroes. There'd be plaques against the guys at yeah, Kamikaze. Kyle, well, they'd be heroes disagree. in Germany. There you be might heroes. disagree, Germany, Kyle, Japan. with the fact with the, the idea of the songs. But I, I, if I Japan won, no, you might disagree that they were honorable fighters. I, I don't know. To me, they ran in there. They were brave. They were Kamikazes. They were doing their thing. Um, but I, or maybe there's something I don't know. But I do know this: if they won, they would be the good guys. Because the winners write the history. And so World War II is, is a rare example in human history where things polarized in a way that wasn't about greed or power struggles or any of that. It was really about good versus evil. Now you could say you could say bad things about Churchill and, and FDR and everyone that was really involved in the war uh, for the Allies, but the the core thing is Japan employed horrible tactics. Like they, when they invaded China, they raped, tortured burnt people alive in the streets, horrible, horrible atrocities, um, and, and those were their neighbors. So, so wait, they burnt people they died, in the streets? Right? How does that compare to the atomic bomb? I, let, let me, let me exactly atomic bomb. We burnt people in the streets with it. So, so here's well, the technically the radiation did that. Yeah, but we well, did it big. We did Texas style, right? We, went, we didn't just burn a person or two. We burnt the city. No, there were so we call them fire bombings. So so the way you firebomb a city and the Allies did this a lot is you you studied the weather patterns. You didn't just say okay we'll go bomb them Friday because Friday the skies are going to be clear. You said let's burn let let's hit them Friday because there's a low pressure uh, zone and on Saturday Saturday night the winds are coming in from the north. You designed a firestorm. This is what the good guys bomb. did. This is what the good guys <laughs> I'm did. I'm following. Uh huh. Because they had bamboo structures. And and that, that's. That that was in Japan. We also did in Germany. I, I knew a guy who was in Hamburg and was bombed. He was like seven years old at the time. But I'm, what I'm talking about is the idea, ideologies of the uh, the parties involved. At the top, at the core, Japan was evil. The things they were doing to the people around them were evil. We weren't uh, we weren't doing anything like that. Neither were the British. Neither were the French. They weren't they weren't exterminating races. Did we do anything like that? Well, we did we did cut off Japan's oil, and they were pretty pissed about that. Vietnam. We we were looking for a way to get into the war. Vietnam was wrong. Vietnam was a bad war, and we lost, and we should have. And there's an example. You're anti-troop. <laughs> no, I'm anti-Vietnam. That was the dumbest. That was the yeah, dumbest war we've ever fought. We used Agent Orange against them, which still deforms until this day. Like babies come out deformed because of it. I don't know about all that, but Vietnam is a war. Agent Orange is a chemical we poured into the force designed to clear the force so the troops wouldn't have to deal with these search and destroy ambushes. So, I don't mean to cut off the examples. If someone's going to be mad about it, but. Are there any examples where the bad guy won in war? Where someone had the opportunity to write history? Vietnam. Wait, the bad guy? You did, all right, so you swapped stories on this one. Well, the, Viet, the, the bad Viet, guys won. The, the North Vietnamese won. They, they, 
they won. Oh, Woody, do you mean do you mean where we the lost. bad guy and or 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 the uh, and we wrote it that way, you know, where somebody won the war but they still came off looking like the bad guy. Yeah, I guess with the benefit of writing history, I can't think of okay, an example. Well, about I, can, I can think of one right now. Iraq, exactly, Wings. Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Iraq war. Yeah. The bad go. guy won that war. You yeah. talking about the second one? The I'm second. Talking, one. Yeah, the second one, the Bush one. Wow. So we're the, the bad guys. What about the shining beacon of democracy we created that's going to serve as a catalyst for the rest of the Middle East to say we want to be more like Iraq? Now, the what happens in Iraq is driven by political forces instead of military forces, right? It, Iraq was a success in that um, – you know, this is the argument. Iraq was a success in that now – Instead of who has the most guns and who's willing to die the, in the fiercest way possible, it's who has the most votes, who has the political sway. That's what determines what gets done in Iraq today. Yeah, that why in the Middle the East, East the, look, look at the Palestinians in the uh, thousands of years. Uh, they don't. They uh, don't. They just don't want it. They're they're sovereign nations. They say we don't want democracy. Screw you. Why is that not okay? I'm just saying, if you wanted to make an argument, is well, that is, Iraq right. That is the better argument. off now or under Saddam Hussein? I, I, you couldn't really tell the difference. I don't know. I didn't but, live in, in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. My brother was in Baghdad for a long time, and he said nothing really changed during the process of him being there. Well, that, the only difference the was the leadership about, changed. That's the thing about political change. I don't know. I've lived under a whole bunch of U.S. presidents, and it's all pretty much the same. <laughs> I mean, it's like my brother said, that's why voting matters so much, right? I'm sorry, I just had to, I had to, I had to, I had to get that. Yeah, one. you were wrong about that. You yeah. can't just not vote and complain. Philly, D, know, back I'm me just, up I'm, on this. Come on, Philly, come so on. Here, here, choose a side. Here, let me lay it out for you. <laughs> All right, can I, can I just present my? Once you're done, Woody, can I present my? Yes, you can. Before? You okay. can. Yeah. Although I'll try and do it so fairly that you will hardly have to update it. Uh, my argument is, if you want to complain about the government, then you need to vote. If you don't vote, you can't complain about what you get. If you vote and your guy lost, you can say. Look, my guy lost, but I voted. It's not my fault. If you vote and your guy won, you can say, look, that's not what I voted for. That, you know, these are not the campaign promises that I expected. He did something other than he said he was going to do, because that's the case when you don't get it and you vote for him. So the argument I have is you can fuss all you want, provided that you vote. If you don't vote, then you can't just complain about what happened. Lefty, do you want to add to that? I would, I would, I choose to to paint it in a different light. In that, if I, you had a, if you go to the polls, right, you go vote, you do whatever you want, and then you elect officials who screw everything up, and then you want to complain about why is everything so so screwed up, so so screwed up. But I can say, well, I who stayed home that day had nothing to do with why everything is so screwed up. You all went and elected these people that screwed things up. I stayed home and did nothing. And you knew, I was trying to look up the George Carlin quote, but I couldn't find it. All right, all right. So I, can we I, can go back and forth here? forever. I, oh, you, why don't you that's go after thought. Philly D? Who's right on this? No, that's the silly thought to say, well, I stayed home, and so I'm not part of the problem. I rest my case. There it is. We have a winner. Well, let me let me throw mine I'm in. Sorry, I cut him off. Like the last two campaigns was McCain, it was Barack versus McCain, and then McCain and Barack versus Mitt Romney. Romney. Mm-hmm. All right, the first time I would have voted for McCain. Second time I would have voted for Barack. Wait, would have? 
Go on. I didn't. I didn't vote them vote either time because I didn't like either candidate. All all three candidates I didn't want in the White House. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want either one of them. Let but I know which one I would have voted for, and after looking at the initial stats, my vote would have mattered either way. First one he lost by more than one vote. Second one he won by more than one vote. Does that automatically you know destroy any credibility I have against you the know, government or what I would wish the government would do? Do any of the third parties ever stand out to you? The third parties? I mean, the others? Like, I can put Mickey Mouse or my name in? I voted no, for Perot. Know, like, they have zero chance of winning. I voted for... Like oh, which ones did you call out? Like, the Green or Libertarian or something? No, like, Libertarian, like, anything like that. Because, I mean, you also need to think of, like, the more they get, I don't know, any any awareness out there, then it, it becomes less of a two-party system, even though people will say, oh, you didn't vote for one of the two, you wasted your vote. It's less of a wasted vote than if you just didn't. Yeah, I sure. voted for Perot, and I remember I just, I when Perot was running, he said, vote for me, and this is one of the reasons why. Even if I don't win, then my party, next time around, if I get 25% of the vote, will become eligible for federal matching, and we can change the world. We can make the U.S. into a three-party system if we get enough votes this time around. And it was almost like he wasn't campaigning to win. He was campaigning to make a real change. And the me of today doesn't love third-party systems, but that was like – I think it was the first time I ever voted. Well, I I, I I can I like that idea, but I think that has to come from the legislature. But I, I, I disagree that not voting doesn't mean anything because if not voting was meaningless and has been viewed as meaningless for time immemorial, then abstaining wouldn't be a wouldn't be a way to cast your vote. Because when, when Congress goes to a vote, there is the option to abstain. In the rules of parliament and that general idea, the, the act of abstaining from your vote, like I have a vote but I choose not to say anything on this subject, is in fact a way to... It's to... rarely done because it's such a cowardly act. Carry on. So are you saying that abstaining... Because I understand abstaining if you're 100% or like you're against the government. Like if, if there's... I mean, do you want to vote mm-hmm. for yourself? Do you want to do... I mean, just just being a part of it, even even if it's superficial in, in some way, it's still doing something... But is not voting, isn't that still a part of the system? No, it's just a lazy man's excuse for not voting. It is. Why Why is it? Why can't it be? No, I choose, I choose none there. of these. And therefore it is as if you did not exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like, see, all right, so here's the difference, Lefty. If you went into a voting booth and mm-hmm. voted none of the above, then I might be on board with you. But mm-hmm. you didn't do that. Did you vote? Why do I have to do that? Because now no one even knows that you abstained. Because did you also not agree with any of the the the, the, the topics or like the, the the smaller like local things that mattered? Any of the people in your local government? Because um, you're, you're talking about abstaining for the you know the presidential. No, I think the they're big, all crooks the that should be summarily executed in the town. All of them. Just complete every single one of them. You'll chop off enough. You'll get enough of the of the healthy tissue that the that the <laughs> ugly tumor, even, the malignant tumor, will be removed. Even that what, school uh, bond that was either wasteful spending or a thing the children really needed, depending yeah, on where you Yeah, just execute them in front of their children. <laughs> Don't care. You always got to go back to the execute them. Were you going to burn them in ovens, Lefty? Was that your your method? Maybe gas them. Well, I did. Team. My girlfriend did make me watch the. Oh, what was that movie? The, Lefty's uh, always been a fan. Something of in the striped pajamas. Oh, the boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah, yeah, that movie. That was like I watched the end of that and I was like, oh, dude, I did not like. Towards the end, you could see it go in there, and then like, it went there. 
Like you were hoping, like maybe there's going to be that last moment where they're not going to do what yeah, they dude, do. There are no feel-good Holocaust movies. <laughs> no one ever made a comedy. No, no, no romantic you know, comedy. There's a business yeah. opportunity the for you. There no, there was Hogan's Heroes. There was Hogan's Heroes, but that wasn't a feature <laughs> that film. That does not count. A feel-good Holocaust movie. There this are is none. great. You need there one, right? Where like, films. you know, they employ some poor Jewish guy as the best cobbler they've ever seen, and all the guards start really loving him up and feeding him, and and he just becomes a really happy no, Holocaust. No, <laughs> you get Sophie's Choice, you get uh, you get Schindler's List, you get that film where the guy was a boxer and he had to fight in bare knuckle boxing bouts with the German military to like keep from going to the gas chamber, where he's like literally fighting for his life every night. You what get was that? dark. Um, it's the same guy from um, uh, what is his damn name? It's he was the cop from uh, what's the movie with the two brothers in Boston where they're getting vengeance? Oh, uh, oh no, Casey Affleck. For thee, my lord, for thee. Uh, oh, oh, um, oh, uh, it's, it's something Saints, right? But I yeah, go like, Saints. 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 He was the cop from that. That was just such a convoluted Which way to William Defoe? actor. William Defoe? William Defoe? Yes, William Defoe. William nice. Defoe was the fight in that movie. Nice. All Holocaust movies are like... And I'll say something else about Holocaust movies. I've never seen a poorly made one, and I think that's a testament to the respect that filmmakers have about that subject. If yeah, you, that's... You yeah, go, I don't think I've ever seen a bad one. So did did yeah, we it, ever... It was was the U.S. winning Iraq? Is that the bad war? The bad guy won the war thing. Sure, I'm sure there's other. I'm sure there's many. I don't know if you can count that as a win though. That was kind of like we got to the end and everybody was like, "You want to keep doing this? No, not really. All right, we're gonna leave." (laughs) Like a seventh grade fight. It was was probably one of those fights. Did you see the Reddit clip where the two guys were like fighting it out in the subway and some guy walks in with snacks and it just completely (laughs) chills out? (laughs) Yeah, Snack Man. Yeah. That's what happened in the the war with Iraq. What, what was did, was, what was the U.S. the, the bad guy Roosevelt? in the Revolutionary War? In the Revolutionary War, no. See, that's no, absolutely not. Good no. guys, good guys. We're the good guys in Revolutionary. Well, we're the good war. guys because we won. But I think I think Britain had other things. I think even Britain to this. Britain, I wonder what the British fans have to say for yourselves. Do you agree that that we were the good guys in the Revolutionary War, and if you don't, I'll fight you for it. Well, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know from those coat. guys. I want to know from those guys. How is it taught in your schools? If you focus on history and you, and you do that, is it kind of brushed over? Do you do you just like yeah? He's, we've sent these assholes over there, and they just kind of dicked around, and we were like whatever. I, I well, I have never been a British student. I did have a British history teacher. And um, she talked about it, and and she was like, you know, in America, the Revolutionary War is this really big deal. They focus on it. You'll do a whole year on it and then cover it a little deeper every single year following that. And she's like, where I grew up, I, I, was, I don't know if I messed it up, Britain, Wales, UK, that that freaking place with the accents in the corner. No one, no Americans don't know the distinction between that. England. You're part of Europe in the Euro, but you still use the pound for some reason. <laughs> so in England, um, she said, like, the, the U.S. breaking off with just one of many, many, many countries that eventually did that. She's like, we don't grant you any special reverence. It's like, ah, oh, the time we lost America was the same as the time we lost India, the same as the time we lost, uh, like, every other Australia. English-speaking country in the world, Australia. What about China? How do you feel about that? Australia. Britain. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 wanted that to be its own thing. They're like, get out of here, go away. It was it was a prison colony. Yeah, they didn't like it. 
So so here's the difference between that because she's giving you she's she's full of shit. It was oh. a big deal. The war went for over eight years. There was in adjusted money. It was it was hundreds of billions that the British were spending. They were bleeding dry. The king didn't want to give up. They 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 finally had to force the king to stop. Like this was a huge deal. The the, the American colonies were the jewel of the empire. Forget India and Australia. Look at look at what how expansive America is. I think is you're knocking it. Australia as a bunch of kangaroo humpers, and I don't think that's I'm cool knocking Australia as a place so treacherous to live that they made it a prison. Before There's the show only a started, part of Kyle was like, inhabitable. "Screw those eucalyptus eating kangaroo humpers." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Australia is not significant. This is what he says. He when the cameras it. aren't rolling, he's like that. Right. Fuck the shark infested. Now one likes the Aussies more than me. <laughs> I have to be serious when I say if if I'm if I am the king of England and I own both the continent of Australia and the con and the thirteen colonies, I I think the thirteen colonies are much more valuable since the rest of that continent isn't covered in a evil evil desert full of. And you say that because they're a bunch of crocodile wrestling, koala cuddling kangaroo humpers, right? There's a reason they made it a prison. <laughs> you seen the pictures on like, Reddit. Like, oh shit, this sucks. The size of your face. My favorite part about Australia is that you can talk shit about them and they're cool with it. They Ima- know it. Imagine if I had called Mexicans anything, right? It'd be crazy town, right? Oh my god, what is racist? But you call some guy uh, a koala cuddling crocodile wrestling kangaroo humper and they're like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Foster's is actually surprisingly delicious. Yeah. Now, now, uh, oh, Australia is an amazing place. The women there are are probably the most beautiful women in the world. Slovakian, wherever that. No, Norway, 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 yeah, Nor Iceland. Oh, but I will Iceland. say, Australian women are in the game. They, yeah. It's it's They're incredible. In the team photo. They're in the team. But you live <laughs> in the land that God forgot. Like it's a real wasteland. There. <laughs> And they know it's true. Yeah. Don't even put your hand in your slipper. There's something in so, there yeah, that wants but, to kill you. But the point is, it, it was it was different. It, it, it was different when the when England lost uh, the 13 colonies. It was a big deal for them. It was and it was a serious war. There were lots and lots of losses on but, both sides. But think of what they actually lost. Just imagine if they had it right now. They'd have New York. They'd have New England. They'd well, have they'd South have, Carolina. They'd have Georgia. All these states would still be England if they well, didn't lose that war. It would be an interesting timeline to look into. I'd like to see a movie based around that. Like, what if the British Empire had sustained itself and... Well, know, there was a, a Quantum Leap episode. Does that work for you? No, that's not good enough. <laughs> Scott, Scott Bakula does not want to be able to portray the future film that Poor I want to Scott see. Bakula, I think, had perhaps the weakest of the Star Wars TV shows. He went on and did, he he got a Star Trek later though. They made him captain of the uh, Star Trek uh, Enterprise and like the prequel Star Trek. And yeah, that's what I'm talking seasons. about. Oh yeah, he did all right. In, in yeah. my, you don't think that was you think I? It's that or Voyager, and I. Think all right. So was, here's I disagree with you. I so mm-hmm. Next Generation is my favorite. I, I like yes. the original because Kirk literally fights lizard men and fucks green women. De- no, but original's cheesy, campy bullshit. But yes, uh, but the Jean Luc Picard one was really good, and the D Space Nine one was really good. Everything else battles for third. Here's why I like Voyager. I like that it's a female captain. Um, 
I liked uh, I liked all the actors in there. I thought they did good jobs, and I liked the the idea that they're in a whole different side of the galaxy that you know the Star Trek universe had never gone before. But you also had Jerry Ryan from after like the third or fourth season wearing this unitard thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Jerry Ryan is, she was on a show called Boston Practice on Fox for a couple years. Very very attractive blonde lady with blue eyes and, a, and she, really well put together. And she's basically wearing spandex unitard. On Star Trek, she was like the half yeah. board lady, and she had then, like the perfect female figure. But I'm going to go on record as saying Captain Janeway under three pull-ups, totally under three pull-ups, <laughs> totally. Three pull-ups. <laughs> yeah. But then I you get to the one that Scott Bakula was on, and you had Jolene Blaylock, who was wearing also wearing like this skin tight spandex thing, and she may be the most attractive person who's ever been in a Star Trek thing ever. Mm. Just. Difficult to watch an episode of Star Trek without masturbating. Do you remember the most recent Star Trek where they showed that woman in her bra and underwear? The movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was an outrage over that. They're like, this woman is in her bra and panties, and it really didn't further the plot. I'm like, you're you're outraged over that? (laughs) New rule. Star Trek requirement. One hottie in bra and panties every movie. That added to the green, right? What's that? Was it Ashley Green? Is that who it was? The one who plays Sokura? No, I'm getting her name wrong. I don't know. But I I feel like when they filmed it, they were like, this is in the trailer. Perfect. (laughs) I I know her as the blonde hottie from Star Trek. (laughs) And and that's... That yeah, she's... I I think next Star Trek that comes out, they should have her in her brown underwear again. I want them to work Aziz Ansari into the cast somehow. <laughs> just like cameo. Come on, put him in there somewhere. He just, would, he would, he would do so well. He just do something ensign that gets sent down as an away team and gets murdered. Yeah. Oh and, no. Like, put him as a fun. And like doesn't want to do it the whole. I'm not going there. No way. You know, right. Just like refusing to do his duty. And, He's on his Star Trek iPad or something. That guy is so hot right now. Not not. Physically, but like it, his career. Oh come on, I'd blow him. He's he's doing really great, great things. Not only would I, but I have. But yes, his career is so peaking. Like it's it's if he does a, a comedy special, it's it's blowing up the world. This guy could post a photo of him on Twitter drinking a milkshake, and he'll hit the Reddit front page. Like everything he I does. S- so not. he's so recognizable right now, and my girlfriend and I are such big fans of him. We were watching a Kanye wet. We first of all we started watching Kanye videos because they're hilarious, and we were watching those Kanye outtakes from his interviews, which are also hilarious. If you oh, just where he spouts nonsensical things about yes, it's almost as good as Mike Tyson, almost not quite. Uh, but no. we were watching this Jay Z Kanye West video where they're like tooling around on like a runway with a pimped out Bentley or something, and there's a quick frame, and I'm talking about less than a second of them just kind of jumping up and down and partying in front of this badass car, and there's maybe fireworks in the background. And there's Aziz Ansari right between him wearing a purple suit with his hands in the air. And I'm like, holy shit, he was not messing around when he talked in his special about hanging out with Kanye West and going to this guy's house and seeing the ridiculous things that he's up to. There he is with Kanye in this music video, and I don't know how many people noticed it, but it's totally him. We had a freeze frame. Comedians are really, really weird, though, because like, if you, if you see them live... And and it's not their special, and they're just testing stuff. Like you can sometimes see, especially I, I saw Aziz bomb in front of about like three thousand people in Georgia, and it's such a weird thing. Like if you're in LA, you see Dane Cook bomb in front of like three hundred, but it's so weird. Yeah, but that's Aziz every is, night for him. Yeah. Oh, poor Dane Cook. <laughs> poor Dane Cook. 
I like Dane Cook. I heard Bill Burr talk about Dane Cook, and he said when he first heard Dane Cook stuff, he thought he was the the, the newest, the best thing he'd ever seen at that time. And everybody and you know that were his friends, that were there were comedians that were on the same level as Bill Burr, all thought the same thing, and a lot of them were jealous of him. But he sings the guy's praises. I, I like, like Dane Cook. I missed the oh. memo on why we're supposed to hate Dane Cook and Nickelback. Nickel, I was about now, to say, and Nickelback. I just posted a Nickelback joke, so I'm as guilty as the next guy on that one. Because Spotify recommended Nickel. They're like, here, we think you'd like Nickelback. I'm like, what the fuck? His new stuff, especially if you see him live, it's kind of weird. It's all about, like, banging fans and models. And his old school, like, I, I, I grew up and I, and I went through college listening to the guy, and I loved him. He's less a comedian, more a storyteller. His, uh, what yes. was it? His Vicious Circle Tour. I, I had, like, I somehow lucked into seats that were really close, and I, like, saw him, and I was like, this guy is God, my first year on YouTube, I was just, like, a bad hack job of Dane Cook, and, <laughs> and like, but I don't know, there's there's something where I feel like you, you lose that thing that ties you. I've heard I've heard things about Aziz that, that seem that he, he understands the, the common guy, but I feel like that's maybe what Dane Cook has lost when I see him still. That's that's definitely possible. I haven't seen any of his new stuff. I was thinking of the same tour you're thinking of that really yeah. blew me away. Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard stories of Dane Cook, and and one of the reasons that I, you see, this is another thing because I don't know to hate him because of this. Like, why am I supposed to hate Carlos Mencia because he steals jokes? But I don't like Carlos Mencia. Right, but like, uh, well, but Carlos Mencia is egregious about it. Like, he doesn't even give a fuck. He's like, this is mine now. Fuck you. But, um, I heard a story about. Dane Cook approaching a younger comedian in LA and and going to him and like hey like I don't like you and he like there's one comedian comedian A heard that Dane Cook didn't like him he's like oh, why why doesn't Dane Cook like me and Dane Cook approached him after a while and said you're stealing my essence and he was serious about it and after that after hearing that story I heard it on a podcast somebody uh, that's watching on the painkiller already subreddit can probably figure it out. But there was a story about how Dane Cook doesn't like this one comedian because he claims he's trying to steal his essence. But and, I bet there's some people that might talk to Dane Cook about you and say, yeah, he's a racist. They call him that all the time. Maybe it's not true. Maybe he's not insane. He maybe doesn't think people are stealing his essence. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I want to think the best of Dane Cook. He made me laugh. I don't hate Dane Cook. I just don't think he's funny. Did Tosh even his old stuff? start on YouTube? I, for some reason, I have it in my head that Tosh started on YouTube. Is that true? His style Daniel would Tosh. really lend itself to YouTube. I, I don't know. I know. I know. I loved Daniel Tosh's. I think thirty-minute Comedy Central special was widely passed around. I was like yeah. barely on his show, and I've been tweeted about it like a thousand <laughs> times already. <laughs> How are you barely on his show? So I was on a panel speaking about running a Minecraft server at Minecon. <gasps> And uh, a young guy came up with a speech uh, impediment of some sort, and he asked how much dedicated RAM his server needed. But he didn't say it very well. He said, you know, how much dead-awaited wham it needs or something like that. And uh, we didn't understand him at first, and he repeated it, and then we answered him, you know, kind of respectfully. And, uh, you know, so like 90% of the clip is this kid struggling through his words, and then the last 10% is the panel, including me, answering him you know, or starting to answer them. They cut off us because we're not mm. the funny part. And, um, like, I'm the last guy to make fun of someone for having a speech impediment. Philly D, if you don't know, my kid, my son has one. And, mm. uh, uh, but I, like, somehow unwittingly played a role in this guy who is surely being oh. tortured at school. And oh. it's not cool. 
Yeah, that yeah. sucks. I remember that. I didn't think of it from that angle. I didn't think of it from the kid's point of view. my video to True TV. <laughs> For some reason, I felt like the kid like knew that he had a speech impediment and was just owning it and didn't care. Yeah. I, I like to think that's the deal. He was up there, and his mom was right next to him. And on the second Oof. pronunciation, his mom started to like, um, like help out a little bit. Like, it, you know, we kind of got it after the second time he said it, but she was starting to like jump in and rescue him from his mm-hmm. uh, moment in the limelight. And uh, like, I don't know. I, 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 not that I did anything. You watch the clip, and you'll see I was nothing but good. But I hate that it happened, and I was a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I'm trying to remember the clip, it's essentially just you and I feel like one of the guy just go wide eyed, right? Yeah, and the kid, he's um, uh, he's a little heavy, he's a chunky kid, mm-hmm. and he he's wearing in Minecraft when you walk around above your head, it has your like in game name. They call it an IGN, and he's wearing like a um like a halo almost that has his name above his head, and his mom's wearing a matching one. And he's and he has a speech impediment. And when you put the whole scene together, you know, a kid that doesn't look like Johnny Football, a kid with a, a speech impediment, and a kid wearing a Minecraft name over his head, it gets to be a scene that people make fun of. And wow! So you asked. That's how I was on Tosh. because I was a <sighs> bystander. You see, that's one of those things where you watch it, and if you don't know anything about it, it it's probably funny if you're removed from it completely. But then you know just one thing about it. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah. man, that's kind of dicked up. Like, that's not okay. It was really yeah. mean-spirited, yeah. And um, uh, I have been asked how much dead – I forget how they spell it. Like, dead-o-dated wham, you know, a Minecraft server needs a hundred times since then. You know, it just keeps I, I hate you because every time you say it, I smile, and I'm like, oh, I'm a dick. I laugh at you know, and I, I, I guess I don't even have I don't have TV. Tosh Dotto, he's a TV guy. Is he on like Talk Soup or something? Like, what's his well, deal? So, Comedy Central. Central. I don't think yeah, Tosh yeah. Talk Soup is like a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like an old old thing. I like <laughs> Talk Soup. <laughs> so, but he has like a Talk Soup style show, right? That's his. He just looks at clips and then adds yeah. this inane comedy. He has, a, he has a clip show. Most people know him about or know him because of that now and then. uh I mean, he's he's a comedian. I like I like his other stand-up specials. He's yeah. he's a he's a cynical, weird, hateful guy. And I kind of like it. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess I I don't want to be on the side of the, the hateful, especially this kid. Totally. I'm going to estimate him to be like 11 years old. That's a little young to pick on. So uh, anyway, that's how I was on Tosh. Is it is it dot zero dot o? I don't even. know. I think it's point o. Okay. Yeah, Tosh point o. Yeah, I think they say point o. So uh, so yeah, that's my. My thing, Tosh point oh. Now they're gonna get Man. you. When you're gonna be on there now saying Tosh do, dot o over and over again, and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna riff you pretty good for that. How will I? Well, look, I can Daniel take it. I get that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. No. Um, oh no. Yeah. So, uh, do you know Philly? Any? Do you know any? Like, um, how do I say this? I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm. You seem to be big enough in the YouTube game that you you transcend just YouTube fame. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know anybody outside of the YouTube entertainment industry 
do you know anybody outside of that realm or does anybody know you and and is there um, you also hanging with Kanye the are you are you getting hit up to go is it true that you Michael dated West Taylor Swift I heard a rumor <laughs> that you and Taylor Swift were in are you also going to marry about Chris Humphreys or <laughs> this is a song about you <laughs> no you know man it's 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 weird I think the reason that like the getting recognized and and vidcon and stuff like that is so fresh is I'm just in a studio for like 12 to 16 hours a day since I, I launched SourceFed and I'm never out. And so I'm, I'm like, I was a weird human being and then I got kind of normal and then I'm just kind of a different weird human being. And I don't really know anyone outside of, outside of YouTube. Like even like most of my friends, like my closest friends are actually like two people that don't work for me, which is hard because like everyone's in the YouTube game and you have to you have to try and like not hire all of your friends but no i don't know many people i try and stay away from the people i actually idolize because i find most of the time it ruins it Hmm. like like i don't know there was a story about sylvester stallone that came out and it was like he was charging like it was like several hundred dollars to get his signature and i was like no sly i loved you like growing up you were my favorite person (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't let it be true. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't think he'd be doing that. like because I think he doesn't need money. Like I got I the idea it's more to do with people not asking. Mm. What do you mean not asking? Like if you charge several hundred bucks for your autograph, less people will be more likely not to come get your autograph because they're like, oh, he charged two hundred bucks, and then it goes by word of mouth. And then less people ask you for your autograph. Yeah, and I, I get it from the point of like we have to control the number of people, but. Oh no! I mean, because I have a website that we charge like an extra fee if the the poster signed, whether it's me or whoever is on the poster, and it's specifically for that reason. Because uh, when we first launched posters, I automatically did it. There were like several thousand, and that's when you get like the the the, the John Green special pen that like you start getting like fucking hand pains. But I don't know. There's it's also something weird because I like I grew up with Sylvester Stallone, like watching him. He was like my favorite person, and then you think of like oh, all these other people that have that same relationship with this guy they've never met, and you essentially, like, see the guy, you pay some lady next to him, and then you're like, can you sign this thing? Thank you. Okay, I'll go away now. <laughs> What's your favorite Stallone movie? It's not over the top. It's probably, uh... It's probably the first Rocky, I'd yeah, say. it's gotta be, right? Right? I, I think, think it has to be. Next to that, as some people may disagree with me, but I like Cliffhanger a lot. Cliffhanger is awesome. Starts Rambo out isn't up there for either of you. <sighs> Rambo 4 would be mine. Rambo's there. Uh, for me. There the were four Rambos? I was just talking. The, wow, the newest Rambo is like uh, my fiance's favorite. She had it's, never seen it before, and she was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Rambo 4 kicked ass. I like yeah. the newest Rambo, too. Was, was that the one where he went to Cambodia? Yeah. yeah. I just remember that scene where he's like in the back of some car and he just fucking, it's like 60 seconds of him just murdering people. <laughs> Wasn't there one where he's like, you know, killing ain't easy and I ain't no place to start? Isn't that one of the lines from Rambo 4? He said something like killing is Oh, that's Waterworld! Kevin Costner said it. Wow. Same thing, right? No, Stallone's... Well, Rambo 4 and Waterworld, maybe. He he said something else. He said, killing's as easy as breathing. That's what he said in in Rambo. I don't know. But uh, wait, so question. Do you guys like the Expendables movies? I haven't seen them. I only saw the first one. So Wing isn't the movie buff that I am. I saw the first one, and I thought it was good. 
The oh, second okay. one got a little bit more crazy, and they started making fun of the fact that they were just jam-packed with all these uh, action stars. The third one has even more guys in it. Uh, Harrison Ford's in it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think who the new additions are. I know Harrison Ford, um, oh, Stallone, and Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right. The only reason I know that there's actually a third one is what? Because uh, Bruce Willis got thrown under the bus. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw a Reddit post when whenever the teaser trailer was launched. It's based, it's just the whole cast standing there. Jean Claude Van Damme's the bad guy. Yeah, I uh, think uh, Stallone said Bruce Willis is a greedy bastard. Like he wouldn't do the movie. Well, mm. without without more money. See, I, I could think- watch it because it's like it, it's if you go in there expecting, you know, I don't know, whatever, some some great cinematic adventure. You're not going to get it, but if you go in watching, expecting a popcorn action flick, like the popcorn action flick to end all popcorn action flicks, well then yeah, I mean it's it's good, decent fun, you know, it's got yeah. Stallone and stuff. Is Throwing that comedy knives. that he's in good? The one with Robert De Niro? I want uh, confirmation on that before I go uh, see it. The boxing one, which is, is that a comedy? comedy? Yeah, it's supposed to be a comedy. I thought it was going to be a boxing movie. I saw it tanked. I saw it only made like six billion or something. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's it not like as bad. It could be relatively funny. Have you ever seen Old Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Spike Lee tried to remake Old Boy and that tanked severely. I think it only made like a couple million dollars. And it, Old Boy is like a, a really respected film by a lot of people. It's it's on Netflix for free. If any of you guys out there want to watch a great movie, it's uh, Netflix.com/slash Woody. I was about to say, Woody, how can we get ourselves some free Netflix? How do yeah. we do that? <laughs> I should. I, How do you be like Philip DeFranco and get your own free month of Netflix? Hey, man, I'm not going to mention my code. It's all about Netflix.com slash Woody today. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, if you, we, we did. We did Old Boy. We have a, a movie club. It's the easiest way to fuck up someone's day. <laughs> yes, it is. That ending is is uh, is wonderful. There's just it's, certain, like, that's a perfect example of a movie that does not need to be redone. That's a perfect example. And that was the that was the cry that came out from <laughs> from movie buffs everywhere. It was like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. And then he did it, and it apparently did really, really poorly. It got yeah. pulled from a lot of theaters. Redoing Jaws. Who the fuck would redo Jaws? Nobody's gonna redo Jaws. Well, you can't. Sharknado. Sharknado is the How greatest shark film that? ever made. So How, is Sharknado any good? No, it's got Tara Reid. It's about a It's an example of bad movie. <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired, Terry Reed. Come <laughs> PK next week. D- defend yourself. Wings. If you're not drunk. Do you want to tell the story about your sister? We can. Speaking I, of Terry Reed, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to tell the story. I don't want to tell it word for word. There's a video out for that. Okay. But, um, but the highlights then, perhaps. All right. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the quick version. Quick version is this: Heard through the grapevine, sisters on cocaine. Didn't believe it. So I decided to do some snooping. Came in one night, grabbed the extra set of keys for a car, went in her car, found a, a straw with powder-like substance in it. Didn't want to go get it tested out, so instead I went and got a, a $40 drug test at Walgreens. Popped that on her. She's positive with cocaine. Asked the questions. How do you how do you pop it on her? Well, Did, she tends to stay gone from the house two or three days at a time. Especially on like to, like now like Christmas break, mm-hmm. she isn't in school. So basically, when she showed up, she sits her keys down. You pick the keys up, put them in your pocket, and like, look, we need you to take a drug test. That's how I did it. Hmm. Oh, and you have her keys in your pocket. So then, you, right. she what like pees on a stick or something? 
Well, she had to go piss in a cup, 60 milliliters. Uh-huh. And then you take this thing that comes in a pouch, and you stick it down inside of it, and has five little settings. Each setting is for a different drug. And if there's a line, she's clean. If there's no line, she's dirty. What was she dirty so, for? Just Coke? Just Coke. So so I think the thing is, I'm trying to remember because I had uh, friends with issues back in the day. Um, I think those tests, do you know if it's specifically Coke? Because I think the, the tests also show the same result if it's crack. Um, crack wasn't done on this test. Like, there wasn't a crack. There was a marijuana, opiate, and a, anaphetamine. Yeah, it would hit the same way for both crack and cocaine. He found a straw with powdered residue. So what did she tell you? Did she tell you that she's been she done well, one I, she time? Didn't tell, she didn't talk to me at that point. Okay. At that point, it abrupted into a fight. Uh. <laughs> as soon as that thing went, that pot tested positive, mm-hmm. my mother went ape shit on her, and I kind of walked out the room because I didn't want to be a part of that. Does that make sense? I follow. I follow. So... And how many, when was this? This was, uh, New Year's Day we did the test on. I popped the test on New Year's Day. Cause so I didn't want her to go out on New Year's night and her be experimenting with drugs. Hmm. Because right. one, I live at the beach. I live in a town called Myrtle Beach. Well, I live outside of Myrtle Beach, but might as well, I live in the general area of it. So the beach is accessible. But during the, like, New Year's and, like, big holidays like that where people party, we have a lot of traffic stops. Like, they'll just, check for drunks, they'll check for people. And, dude, you go through their high on cocaine, you got cocaine sitting in the back seat. She's in jail. I can't help her there. Well, that's, a, that's an immediate felony charge. But right? wait, you caught her on the 1st, right? I caught her on the 31st. Oh, and that's why you uh-huh. kept her in on the that night. Yes. I wanted to pop it on her that night, so if she is doing it, we can stop her then. How did she how did she react? Like how what what very has poorly. been her reaction? Very very poorly. Like she reacted in a way that that startled me. Like she reacted um like she like it wasn't that big of a deal. Like she she she, act, she basically let me know that she didn't know how big of the deal what she did was. And like I started pointing out to her people that in our lives that drugs have ruined their lives. Like I don't want to give full names, but we have a girl named Candy, which is a I don't know how she's related to me, but she's related. But she was like the homecoming queen for Conway High back when she was in high school and had three cars by the time she was Taylor's age, brand new. You know, had a big new house by the time she graduated high school. Um, And then she got hooked on opiates, which are like pain pills and things like that. And now she's selling herself over there on the boulevard to try to get money to get a pain pill. How much? Yeah, she's a homecoming queen, you say, right? <laughs> I don't know how much she cost. Yes, you do. Like Just tell queen. us. <laughs> You're telling me there's a homecoming queen selling herself on the boulevard and you don't know how much? You're well, not. First uh, off, she was homecoming queen like 11 or 12 years ago. All right, that's what we're talking about. That's yeah. only 2930. That's not that bad. Come on now. Yeah, but, it, but the difference is. She doesn't look like a homecoming queen anymore. She's really ragged out. I'll mm. be the judge of that, hater. I'm a 400 pound guy and she's not up to my standards you would hmm. well you're also related to her there's that <laughs> there's which also I, that. which I think would kind of be the wait, wait. no we're talking about the home are you related to the homecoming queen too oh that's right what was the relationship a relative you she's couldn't my determine. Aunt's daughter. Oh. 
Your aunt's an daughter. An indeterminable relationship. Your aunt's daughter. Your aunt. Doesn't that make it your blood? cousin? Cousin, I guess. Yeah. So is your cousin by blood? Wait, so is that the bigger reason? Is it more that she's your cousin or more that she's, uh, you know, on drugs Dude, selling her body? Family, she, she's horrible looking right now. Like, mm. she, she doesn't do any kind of, like, physical upkeep. She skips everything there is money-wise to buy drugs. So doesn't if she was tea, hot, doesn't wash would, her you, hair. would you go... Um, like you're trying to get me to say what I fuck my cousin. And no, would you go like a previous guest on your cousin? So my question is, when, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. all right, so a first cousin is when, so let's say your father's brother, your father's brother's child is your first cousin. We all know that. And then a second cousin is is one step beyond that. And it, it goes on and on. At what point is it okay to fuck a cousin? And I'll ask all of you this. I'm curious. I say third. So a third cousin is fuckable. Yeah, I mean, like that would be your um, your grandfather and her grandfather were brother and sister, I believe. Something like so, that. It's got to be way down the line. Is Third there a, a sexually appealing scale that knocks it over to two? Um, <laughs> right, we're right, going to yeah. say this is a very attractive um, young lady. Whatever your ideal situation is, it's that minus like a point and a half on the perfection scale. Okay, what if it's my aunt by marriage? What if it's her child from another marriage? Cool. That, that's their cousin. That's third cousin? I'll allow it. To get back on top. Yeah, I'd say third. Yeah, I'd say third. If it's by marriage, at some point, if it's by marriage in the lineage, then yeah, go for it. But there's no, there's no, well, I mean, if you're talking about no blood, then that's. Yeah, let's rewind. Let's rewind. It is blood, but it's a third cousin. It's, it's your grandfather and, uh, your grandfather and her grand, uh, mother were brother and sister. How drunk am I in this, in this (laughs) I think, no, you're going to marry him. That's second cousin. That second cousin. This is this is for the long haul. I'll go second cousin. I think I'm leading the class in this. And uh, you know, I think legally it's even first cousin, provided that like you don't have any first cousins in your timeline in a lot of states. I don't let the law guide these sort of things usually. I'm gonna say, (laughs) I'm gonna say, if it's a third cousin and she's very hot, it's Kyle. Let's the old tuning rod go. That's a good line, Wings. I like that. What is the tuning rod? Is so that... a tuning rod is is what these uh this guy. If you're gonna drill for a well, um, you bring out like a you know you bring a guy with a tuning rod. He's got these copper rods he holds, and the idea is through some sort of magnetic field in the earth, whatever, he can detect water through sort of a yeah. It's totally not real. It's bullshit. But is it not real? Because I remember being in elementary school ro- rolling around with fucking stupid sticks for 90 minutes. I think it's actually not real. It's oh, done. my God. That's I've so stupid. I, I had, I've had wells drilled on my property. He used the sticks three times, drilled three times, found zero water. So either he, either his tuning rods were out of tune or it's bullshit. I don't know. I've seen it used successfully, but then again, they're just drilling holes in the ground. So. And I've seen Native Americans. Yeah, rainmakers. Yeah, rain dance, and then they don't stop until it rains. Wouldn't that be the <laughs> ultimate, uh, you know, wait, power? Wait, wait, we got off the the, okay, okay. the sister yeah. cocaine thing. Yeah, so I I wanted to throw a public announcement out there while we're on the uh, the is it first cousin uh, prostitute whatever. Yeah, kids, listen to me. It's obvious to everyone who's a step away, but somehow not to you. Unprotected sex makes babies. Drug makes poverty. I've said it many times, and everyone follows this path. Yeah, I can give a guy a million dollars. If he gets into drugs, he won't have it anymore. You see some guy having unprotected sex? Guarantee you, babies are to follow. Unprotected sex makes babies. Drug makes poverty. Drill it in your head. Tuning fork, no make water. It's the truth. 
And you, <laughs> tuning forks don't work, unfortunately. <laughs> tuning forks don't work. So what is the plan going forward, Wings? What do you think, or or, or do you have any ideas to like the, the, set My plan, the personally, right the, the one I see working, the best is she loses all of her traveling privileges for two weeks. Then you give it back to her. If she does it again, you make more stern punishment. Did she give any implication on how long she's been doing this, how many times? I'm going to assume it came in with a new boyfriend because the boyfriend she had before him was, you know, a clean-cut little 16-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. She's 16, yeah. right? Yeah, she's 16. Mm-hmm. And her clean current cut, you know, had, had aspirations to go to school and college and things like that. And then she goes out with this 23-year-old man. That's too big a gap at that age. Yeah. That is too big a gap. Seven years is fine it when you're my too age. Big a gap. It feels my daughter. <laughs> how, how old's too young for me, Woody? I uh, seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> you Whatever the rules. law is in your current state. <laughs> now, wings. I have a consent. question. <laughs> wings. She lives in. She lives in your house, right? Like, like right. that's her primary residence. Correct. Well, kind of, sort of. She. Are she bounced between this house and my grandma's. But, like, are you? Are you? If it were me, I don't mean to to preach to you, but I I would hope that you're close to a point where you say like I don't ever want it in this house, and if it's not if it is in this house again, you're no longer welcome here. Period. Because like that's serious. Well, first felony all, territory stuff. You're, we're talking. Is first all, talk. it's my sister. The, I, yeah, I it's it's hard to just say like cast someone out. I think you gotta. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Out. You know, fan, if you know. Family sticks together through the thick and, and, and thin. That's, that's what family's two, about. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Wings. Step two of that is she lives with the boyfriend. Yeah, step two of that is just her life goes worse. I mean, what? I understand, but I, I just wanted to make sure that you're not unaware of the the possible dangers of having that kind of – because cocaine is a, is a serious – this isn't pot. First that's a off, serious first thing. Off, Busts. They wouldn't dare come into the house and be like sitting on the coffee table sniffing the shit up while I'm sitting here playing video games. I could see the coffee table from here. Okay, all right, but and like I would be, I would be whooping some ass. I would, I'd, I'd go out there and set the camera up before the ass whooping game. <laughs> <laughs> don't move! Don't move! <laughs> I'm just putting YouTube. this up. I'm gonna do a video in just in a minute. <laughs> okay. No, but le- what Lefty's talking about in the house, I mean, that could also exist in like her coat pocket or something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be as obvious as you're talking the, about. The I, feds don't care. They will seize everything. They must care. If your sister Ooh. has a dime bag in her coat, I just don't see them like taking everything Wings owns from the house. If they did that, their number would be posted on my personal website. <laughs> <laughs> they would not have phones for at least a month. Uh, that's definitely a crime. I think the big thing with it is not initially casting them out, knowing they have a a friend or someone that cares about them. That doesn't fix the situation 80% of the time, but I, wanna, I feel like I it's a lot more positive than the other. Sorry for cutting you off. What I want to still no, enter is that it's not my job to be her friend. It's my job to make sure she doesn't fuck her life up. And, like, mm-hmm. I care more about her than some 23-year-old guy with two kids. Am I crazy or is cocaine making a comeback? I swear, I didn't hear anything about cocaine four years ago. Now still, I don't know. It's not, it something weirds me out because I know, like, a few people that they're like, yeah, do it. It's, it's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm just never going to touch it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my 
my stupid little legalized weed thing and then fucking everyone else mess up their lives. When I was talking about YouTubers that do coke, no, YouTubers that do drugs, coke was the drug in my head, which, by the way, also points to <laughs> I was not picking on X-Jaws. Um, that's not his drug. But uh, um, anyway, yeah, I, I swear it, like in the YouTube scene, it's it's prevalent. It's um, And, and I, I just feel like coke was in no man's land eight years ago. It was like this, it was right there with meth, you know, something that you don't touch casually. And now it, it almost feels like it's marijuana plus, you know, like. Hmm. Dude, I've I, seen a I, waitress I don't understand sell cocaine. LSD, when I was in high school, LSD is acid, right? Acid, LSD, someone help me here. Same thing? Close enough. Am I wrong? You can help I'm not me sure. I think. No one's positive. All right, yeah. Well, acid, yeah. the things that you put on paper. I don't paper, do a lot of LSD. I apologize. The things that you put on paper and put on your tongue, which I think is LSD, a.k.a. acid. I'm not a drug guy. Definitely acid. Not sure if it's LSD. Okay. When I was in high school, it was, like, popular. It was, like, a, you know, pot was, the like, the number one thing, and the number two was acid. Now it feels like that's somehow off in the distance, not something that people do. Pot is the number one. Cocaine is the, the other thing. It feels like. Okay, I don't understand how people get addicted to these things. You look at this shit, you see the shit where it tears people down. And Taylor's seen this stuff. You, you, she's seen Crystal. She's seen Christy. She's seen Candy. She's, there's three or four examples of how bad drugs can fuck your life up. What possesses you to see it and be like, yeah, I want to try this. This might be for me. I, I, and, and that's the that, that was my little lecture, right, with the unprotected sex and the drugs. It seems like it's obvious to everybody who's ten feet away. Oh my God, look at what this person did. Cause and effect, it's so clear. Yet the person who's doing it is somehow blind to the fact that drugs are going to bring them down or, you know, unprotected sex is going to bring them a baby. And, but to you, it's clear as day. That's how that happens. Right. So I don't don't remember getting fat. It just happened over the course of my life. Yeah. So, well, I think it's, it's also you, you think of like the emotional vulnerability uh, of people jumping onto anything that will make them feel something. But it's also, I think, because when, when you think of coke, like I've, I've obviously heard of people dying, but when when you talk about meth, you you imagine housewives picking at their skin, yeah. right? That's what I think of when I hear <laughs> meth. Um, so I think maybe it's just that more people are talking about that negative thing with that. Less maybe coke, which I don't know. I mean, I would never do. The anti-drug campaign for meth is really effective. It's, yeah. it's it. Oh, there's always a picture of something horrible going on, and then the the caption usually reads something like "meth." Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it one time, you change from you know Emma Watson to this there's, wicked witch of the West. There's one commercial, a TV commercial with like I don't. I'm gonna call it like a 17 year old boy with his shirt off, like getting into bed with like some strange dude in a hotel room, and then it's like meth. Not even once. Like like really. <laughs> Like there's there's a 17-year-old boy having sex with a middle-aged man for they, some reason? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's prostituting himself to get crystal meth. Oh, I thought it was just like these are the effects of the drug. But I want to ask Woody, what are your thoughts on the state of Colorado? Yeah, man. First I, of the I, year. Non-medical marijuana, baby. Let's get high. <laughs> 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 Oh, By the way, they have more than a million dollars in revenue, they say. More than a million dollars, first day. New Year's Woody, Day. are you against it? 
Um, I'm, I'm, it's not an easy thing for me. I, okay. I, I, I view it somewhere along the lines of legalized alcohol, right? Which is like, you know, I guess I'm, look, I'm pro legalized pot, right? That I'm for. I'm just not sure if I'm pro pot or not. Like I'm, it's almost like I'm pro freedom, but I certainly wouldn't want, you know, the people close to me using it too much. I like it. My observation has been, I've known a lot of people who got into pot in a, in a like in a hard, like as a passionate hobby, you know, I guess you'd call it. I don't mm-hmm. want to call it addicted, but their thing was knowing all about all the strands and smoking it on a daily basis and having extravagant mechanisms from which to consume it. And, and, uh, it seemed like they didn't have, like, like that passion was so consuming for them that the stuff that led to success in life kind of got cast off. Like, you know, their, their passion sapped away their ambition. And that's my fear. And, um, now as far as whether or not like an American should be able to make a decision to use it, I think the answer is yes, you know, legalize it, knock yourself out, you know, do your thing. Uh, I like it for people who are over 21, especially, you know, if you could somehow enforce that. But, um, oops. Um, as far as whether or not, like, I, I don't want, I don't want my team using it. You know, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. But as for whether it should be legal, I'm kind of for it. And again, this is really outside yeah. my area of expertise. What do you think? So I'll, I'll keep it short because I, I feel like people that that rant for the positive get really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> I think that it should definitely, I think it should be legal. I think there should be uh, an age limit on it, even though I think it's pretty ineffective. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like the only reason that I'm conflicted on it is is I'm, I'm pro legalization. Uh, I have a card. Uh, every now and then I do it. But before I was I was like, yay, legal marijuana. I was when I started YouTube. The whole reason my name's SXE Phil is I was straight edge. Like I was like, oh, putting stuff in your body, it's terrible. And um, to me, it was the devil. Like I I I, I had roommates, and one of them like smoked pot as soon as he woke up middle of the day, go into sleep playing some uh, Final Fantasy online while I was playing Star Wars Galaxies. And, like, that dude was a waste of life. And and then I realized, like, oh, that dude, he would, like we were saying, or I was saying earlier, he was emotionally vulnerable. He, he was just, he was someone that didn't have anything, and so he latched himself onto this thing that was readily available to him. Uh, the thing that has maybe skewed my mind on it is uh, there's a, a YouTuber that I introduced marijuana to just randomly, didn't know it was his first time, and it became his, like, daily thing, and it consumed him for a while, and that kind of freaked me out, because for me, it was, like, an every now and then thing. I was like, oh, man, that was a really that was a really rough month. Let me just, like, chill out in my backyard and just, like, stare at the sky. But it, for him, it was this, like... Oh yeah, it's the the OG Kush, and it's this, and this is a this does this to me, and this has this flavor, and it consumed him. And so, in that way, I get nervous. But I think those people will latch on to anything, whether it be marijuana or booze or fucking doing random high school prom queens on this corner. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> can I talk about the pot stuff and legalization that people can yeah. overlook? Hmm. <clears throat> Traffic violations equal a yeah. hundred. A hundred billion dollars worth of revenue a year throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I was sort of thinking about pot. How are they going to make money off the pot? Obviously, they're going to sell it. They're going to tax it. There's money made there. But they're going to probably create containers that you have to carry your pot in. And if the cop sees the container broken in the car, that's open container. Boom. You pop, pop pot there with a ticket. 
under the influence tickets. You're going to have more DUI tickets driving under the influence of pot. They're going to make a scale for how high you are when you're operating your vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things are coming into effect, and it's like, <laughs> realistically, I don't think the drug's bad. I think it's there's much greater evils, alcohol being one of them. I mean, because alcohol kills people more consistently than pot kills people. But it's, it's a revenue generator. That's all it is. Yeah. I, one of the challenges with pot legalization that, that I've heard, again, secondhand, if you want great uh, facts and statistics, painkiller is not your place. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm told is that, like, the tests for pot tell whether or not you've used it in the last five or six weeks. And you can't really test it like you can alcohol. You know, I can test the mm. influence of alcohol in your brain right now. You know, I pull you over. 15 minutes later, you're taking a, I'm drawing blood in the station and you're getting tested with pot. I like clip some of your hair. I can tell you used it four weeks ago or or whatever. It's not the same sort of highness test that they can do with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to think of like how many people are in prison for stupid drug crimes. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. And that's one of the yeah, reasons why the, the U.S. The, the society of the United States is viewed as one of the most recidivist is because a lot of however many percentage, a significant, statistically significant percentage of the prison population is there because of drug crimes. And it just so happens that somebody that smoked pot, if you arrest them, they're still going to smoke pot and they're likely to get arrested for it again, which means they are going to go down in the in the stat column as recidivists. So, no, it's not that we're we're an incredibly violent society that just can't stop murdering and killing people and going to prison for it. It's because we put so many people in prison for so many petty things that, of course, a guy that if your life sucks and you hate it and, and you just want to escape for a while and you smoke pot or you get arrested and you spend a night in jail, a couple nights, you get a fine, whatever, we're well, going to do it again and you're probably going to get caught again. But that doesn't mean you're some career criminal. You're not some, you know, serial offender of the law. So we're not actually as habitually uh, recidivism is used to, to generally paint people as violent, overly violent, habitually violent. If, but we're not. We just want like to do drugs. For people who don't know, a recidivist is someone who goes to jail and then goes back to jail. If that's uh, usually for the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's I mean it's, it's a topic of like that our prison system really doesn't rehabilitate anyone. I think that's the big thing. If you yeah. had to get rid of the prison system tomorrow, it's gone. What are you going to replace it with? Same thing, but government controlled instead of privately owned. It shouldn't be a capitalist organization. It should be a government it's, thing that involves some sort of cross between punishment and no, uh, no, these things are ran by private corporations. No, these things are privatized, are privatized now. Privatized, yeah. Why yeah. doesn't Bill Gates have a prison? He would know what to do with these. There guys. was a judge who just <laughs> got on, busted. <laughs> there was a judge who got busted for getting kickbacks from the prisons. Yeah, he can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's oh, a private Barry corporation. My idea was sending kids, Moon right? Colony. Moon there was colony. one sending. Kids. It happened more than once. But yeah, my idea is to cut the actual labor times, like the years that they hand out like candy down, and make it more unpleasant. Make it like a um, like a labor camp. And then they should have a coming free section, right? Make it unpleasant. Make people absolutely hate it. Heat, banging rocks, doing your thing, and then the last six months of your term, 
is school. We introduce you exactly. to air conditioning. We introduce you to like a reacclimatization uh, program so you can join society. We we take your tired, wilted, Auschwitz looking ass, and oh then we God. put you in a like a a, a schoolroom with with cafeteria meals, and we bring you back. So we break it down, and then we rebuild you into the yeah, form of someone. Give them, give them phone calls. Give them everything they could re. Conjugal yeah. visits. Conjugal, yeah. Take them and reintroduce them into society with some sort of, I don't want to call it brainwashing, but brainwashing works. Make them, <laughs> <laughs> change them from a, uh, like a, a, you know, the, the, I want to say the gang culture that almost exists in prison now. Regulate that stuff tough, you know, bring them back, make it more like a high school culture. And then it seems worse than the gang culture. So, so actually, <laughs> kind of on this topic, do you guys have an opinion on capital punishment or no? I'm you know, for it. To say. I yeah. don't. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not necessarily okay with um, sovereign nations outlawing citizens killing one another, but reserving that right still for themselves. I'm a big fan true. of capital punishment. I think we should expand it to violent <laughs> rape. I think. Um, I don't uh, think they should get a last meal. Child molesters. Child molesters, yeah. This weird thing, right? Serious. We're talking about habitual offenders, but then you look at, you know, you look at the Netherlands, Norway. Um, they have a very low rate of people going back into prison, but at the same time, the Norway shooter cannot be killed. Uh, like mm-hmm. he can't be killed for his crime. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's something that I, I kind of rack my head on. I, I look like at that. it this. That's about. If you have a life in prison or death, death is the easier way out. You know, we okay. say that, but I've read a Especially lot. Especially if it's right. a labor camp like Jordy wants. Oh, okay, well, maybe if it's a labor camp like Jordy wants. <laughs> I, I'm always reading those Reddit posts from guys who have been in prison, and for the most part, they say that there's not as much rape as people think there is because if you want to have sex, there's somebody who's just down for it in there, and you really don't have to force yourself on anyone. And he said besides you know, the gang culture that there is, as long as you just kind of stay to yourself and don't fuck with anybody, it's all good, and it's like, Camp with harsher rules and drugs, and then the occasional <laughs> rape. Weirdest less, fucking camp ever. Yeah, I think we should go back to like the oh, 1920s. Are we state camp? Is it like that? <laughs> 1920s, 95 degrees, breaking rocks with pickaxes, kind of like Minecraft. Let's go farther back, Woody. Let's go even farther back. Let's go to you're there forever, and there's a private entity that owns you forever. And you can be bought and sold and traded. Is that where you're headed? Is that is that your recommendation? Well, that works, right? That's that's that, even that, more of a deterrent. That's no, a better the, deterrent. No, we, I, I really feel like crime. I almost have boot camp in my head as I say this, right? But longer could be. But, you know, with boot camp, and I haven't been through it, but let's just roll with it. The idea is to kind of break you down emotionally and then rebuild you into a soldier, right? You're dirt, you're this, you're that. And then, whatever, four weeks in after hearing that all the time. Hey, you're coming around. Look at you. You're getting fit. You're turning into somebody. You're honorable. You changed you from that, you know, greasy, slightly chunky McDonald's employee to a Marine. And now you're fantastic. And then there's a graduation and your mom and dad are so proud of you. Let's do that for crooks. Maybe not with quite the celebration, but like the, look, you were this dirty, terrible person. You got into a bar fight. You did your thing. Break him down. Make him think, you know, that he doesn't have a spot and then rebuild him into a member of society that you want to have. Make it do that instead of what we do today, which is just have, like, 
gangs and you have to sit here and suffer with all these people that you probably have a hard time getting along with and maybe get into fights with and then after five years you're free. Like I that. like that. I like that idea for prison, but I, I'm more of for Wings' idea where he said uh, reduce the just the idea, the man hours or the, the man years, whatever. Um, but instead of sending a lot of people to prison, send them to jail. Instead of instead of you're going to do five years, you're going to do three months in the county jail. That's it. You're only going to do three months, but it's going to be in the county jail. You're not you're not going to prison. You're going to the county jail. But that doesn't seem that bad. The county. I'm heard. County jail? I'm heard jail's worse than prison. It seems jail? backwards. Really. I think it depends where you live. If you're in L.A., that may be a rough day. But if you live in like Punxsutawneyville, Kansas, yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're like hanging out with Larry, the deputy sheriff, and you're like watching his little TV uh, from your here's, side. Here's how it goes down. If, if that's where you're at, then that's the punishment. Because oh here's how it if goes that's down. how they're going to punish you, you probably didn't commit that big of a crime to begin All with. All right, so here's my idea. You take the worst of the worst, and you basically recreate Arnold Schwarzenegger's masterpiece, The Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we I put like this it. shit on pay-per-view. Like it. it will be... You think no, you, we, you, can't, the you can't have money motives, Wait have until money you motives. see Charles Manson get chainsawed. What if we built giant walls around Kansas? That's, that's the first episode. That you break out 73-year-old Charles Manson and you... This idea is ludicrous, though. If you put money in it, it's going to be privatized. That's why your idea money. is ludicrous, Kyle. A better idea. <laughs> what if we took New York and just put walls around that and took all our prisoners in New York... And then they See, just lived and created that's their my own. My idea could work, and I would get my Arnold idea would work. And Jesse Ventura to host it. And then <laughs> and no, but but hold on. Then we wall off Pennsylvania. And we put the sex offenders there. And then every mile in the in the bordering town between Pencil in the bordering you know the border between Pennsylvania and New York, there's sliding doors. There's little there's little mm. gates in the in the in the fence, and they're only open for thirty seconds once a month. Okay. And I'm totally stealing George Carlin's bit, and nobody's noticed it. Yeah, I, I don't totally know if anyone noticed that I stole Escape oh, okay. from New York with uh, Pliskin. Or, with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Uh, yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. Um, Escape from L.A. was so much worse. New York. It was. Terrible. Oh, my God. Did he actually use surfing as a transportation mechanism he in surfed, that movie? He surfed on, because, of the, because of the earthquake, he surfed on the tsunami with whoever that other guy was. Uh, so I, was does I that. think that's my current Twitter bio. Like, I, I once surfed a tsunami with a surfboard I crafted from a ship that was sinking or something. I, that's why I created my Twitter bio. Yeah. No, I, basketball at the field on USC. He has to play basketball or something or he dies. So my bad. thing is the Coliseum worked thousands of years ago. Why couldn't it work today? You guys need a new topic? Yes. yes. What about the video game DDoSer guy? What's his name? Derp something? I don't, Do you haven't heard about this? No, it's the kind of news I'd exp- I would have thought would cross your path. It, the guy took out EA. The guy took out like a a bunch of big ones. I can't even name it. What a, does anyone? No one else has heard about this. I'm a, I'm solo uh, on this. I, I heard. I read something about Derp it. trolling. I think he's called. Yeah, Planet Side Two. I Planet think. Side Two. Sony PlayStation Network. He took down. He took down Battlefield Four, and then he did it again. He took down. Um, uh, I don't know. Did, I think he claimed to take down the Minecraft servers, like not a not an individual one, like Woody Crap that mm-hmm. the best in the multiverse. More like the login servers that like prove you paid for the game. I, I don't know. He sounds like a, a cool guy that I probably wouldn't mess with, but I'd probably be friends with and like get him free pizza and stuff. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a defensive statement. We tried to befriend the Dossers before. It doesn't work. It didn't get us anywhere. I I feel for the victims of this thing, right? Like, I, I just... I feel like a Dossers is that child from, like, the, the Twilight... The, the, the Twilight Zone movie where he can do anything in his head and everybody's scared of him. There's someone out there who wants to play Battlefield who's like, really? That stinks. They took. So, I don't know who did it. Someone took out that Call of Duty tournament, the UMG gaming thing. Mm. Oh, oh, really? The most recent one, Philly? It, yeah, it's it goes on from the third. If you, if people don't know, you're probably watching this on the fourth, but it's recorded on the third and it goes to the fifth, and that got DDoSed or something. Oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah, they're they're DDoSing everything lately. It seems, and it's just like man, it's like. I don't know. You're just I knocking say, entertainment offline. I'm not sure. Yeah, when, you, when, you think, when you think of like the, how different it is, because I imagine he's like, I am all powerful. And then like the person that affects is like, what? It's not available? Shit. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, going to go masturbate now. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's still down. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Until you knock out Battlefield 4 and Pornhub, you didn't get me. Right, that's what you got to do. If you really want to fuck with people, take down the porn sites too. Once you take down gaming... Take I don't down know. Porn sites. There's so I'm much just kidding. Don't there. take down porn <laughs> sites. Don't do it. Yeah, not until you get Pornhub, X Hamster, Red Tube, and more Brazzers. I don't. I can't even name them all. It, it, yeah, you got to take all those down and PlayStation. Then you got them. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, though. I think this is good, and here's why: the more publicity this gets, the more that you know enforcement agencies actually see dosing as a serious crime and start actually enforcing the laws against it. Well, they do. They they arrest a lot of people. All right, Lefty. How do we how do we arrest a dosser? Like, what's our first step? I don't know. The NSA has IPs for everything. What do you, what do you think about like if all of a sudden Sony saw this guy and they were like, hey, let's hire him? Like, do you think that all of a sudden he accomplished something, or that's not the right thing to do? I think that's probably in the best interest of Sony. Like, if, especially if he's affecting it's Sony. Design. If he's like, hey, if Sony's like, hey, how do we protect ourselves from this? Like, you obviously have some knowledge about how this works. Give help us instead I, of like we're not going to try to sue you or anything like that. Just come help us be to protect us from this this thing. I, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds sane when you say it, mm-hmm. but I like in my experience, I've never like warmed up to a guy who did this to me and had it work out well in the long term. If you mm-hmm. hire a hacker and you put them on Sony's servers. He's going to start using them to detox. He's going to start looking around inside. He's going to get curious. He's going to employ his skills there. It, it Most likely. you know, I, I could be wrong on this. And I can even think of one hacker that hasn't turned on me yet. But um, uh, I, 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 it's very dangerous, man, to hire someone after they attack you. That's mm. a risky plan. And then, of course, you know, you're setting up that to be the career path for hackers as well. Yeah, who was that guy uh, that was um, the story "Catch Me If You Can" was based on? I, I don't know how accurate the movie was mm-hmm. in terms of representative, but the guy was a, a, a brilliant fraud. Uh, I don't recall his name, but I know the movie you're talking about, and I yeah. swear his fraud was easy compared to now. Like I just I feel like, like he was he started mm-hmm. off taking stickers off like air. He would ride an airplane. 
They'd give stickers to kids. He'd grab a pack of them, put them on checks, and all of a sudden they think it's a Delta Airlines check because he put no, a freaking... No, 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 Yes, He started I'm great. off with some juvenile stuff. But he started off with some juvenile stuff. But was so good that that's, why, that's how he got out of prison. They acted they had... like the printing press he got. Like, oh, here's how professionals print checks. He bought that machine, and they're like, oh, my God, so sophisticated. Hackers of today have it all over that guy's character. I disagree. But really? we have to, we have to think, think, well, we have to think relatively, though. We have to think relatively. Because, yeah, the, the, the hackers of today have access to a lot more and are, in the, in, in the absolute, I guess you could say a lot more powerful. But... In terms of what you could do just as a random person, what was his name, Kyle Frank Abagnale? In terms of what he could do, he was he was utilizing just as much of his power as, let's say, uh, you know, somebody that can who are the, whoever the guys are that that pirated Target, you know, that that went on their servers and, and hijacked all the credit card numbers. You know, I mean, th- those guys are immensely powerful, but they're utilizing what they can do. And Abagnale was doing the same thing. Just it wasn't as powerful in the absolute. All he really did was forge checks. He passed the bar exam. But that's what you could that do. That was an impressive thing. I, I like that he passed. I was Is thinking that of that too. Did he actually yeah. do that? Uh, yeah, he did that. I think. Yeah, but it was like in Alabama or something. Like, oh my God, it's the same. Yeah. It was just Georgia. Alabama. It wasn't really a real care. state. Yeah, it was Alabama, South yeah, they, Carolina. They, they just hang in. It's easier. It's just nah. Yeah. Um. Nobody, uh, nobody's gonna. I threw that one out there. Nobody's I didn't gonna, hear it properly. What did you say? Okay. No, I'm not even gonna repeat it. Okay. Check the PKA subreddit. They'll probably be all over it. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think. Well, I was, I was starting with saying how much more difficult it is, like, to do stuff now. But there are also scripts and five dollar booters, and you know, like, if I get in a lobby with wings, I can DDoS him. Piece of cake, you know. I mean, like I would do these Xbox live streams where I'd play with subs. And over the course of the night, I'd play with like 150, 250 different people. If anyone in that lobby wanted to get my IP, it would have been a piece of cake. Especially when I'm host, because I'm the one that gets the most traffic. So you just look at the IPs they connected to, which one sends the most traffic, and now you have my IP, you can buy a $5 booter, and I'm done. That's it. It's that simple. And... uh you know, so that's not impressive. But there are other things that hackers are doing that is more impressive, you know, than just running Kane and Abel and DDoSing people they play with, or some Skype resolver. Like what about the, the what about the NSA that is installing backdoor? I mean, you know, we're talking about it. hackers, and we think we, we think there's some like you know they're just in the background. There's just some seedy underworld of people, but a government agency is installing backdoors in software. All over the place. I know. It's crazy. For and some hardware. reason, our, like people take physical privacy uh-huh. really seriously. If you heard that the government was opening your mail, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. If you heard the government was tapping your phone, it's like, oh, my gosh, we need some stuff around this. But when you hear the government's reading your email and tapping your Internet line, it's like, oh, yeah, who's or surprised by that? Really, your, you know, your metadata, your internet metadata, or your your phone yeah. Metadata oh, they're tapping whatever. into your search results. They're reading your email. They're you know, listening to your phone. They're tracking where you're going with your phone, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, well that's electronic." Of course, the government does anything they want with electronics. That's not privacy invasion. Mm-hmm. That's electronics. It's cool, but if they were, 
you know, touching my mail is a federal offense. It's a big deal. It gets very protected. You can't even mess with my mailbox. But you mess with my email, ah, whatevs. No one cares. It's it's somehow the government has stopped privacy protection on electronic stuff. If I told you that every iPhone suddenly had a snooping uh, thing in there that let them have your GPS position and read what data you were sending, it'd be like, oh, yeah, Apple probably didn't even know. It's cool. No biggie. All right, Philly, I want to know what you have to say about this, but I just – I have this image in my head, and I don't mean to be an asshole. I really oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, God. I have an image in my head, but that you are one of those guys that says, I have nothing to hide, so it doesn't matter. No, please I mean... T- I please tell that. me I'm wrong. No, it's not that I have nothing to hide, right? I think that I've, I've slowly... It is an interesting thought. It's something that I've never thought of, like, that there is this difference between if, if I saw some guy outside peeking into my house and someone utilizing my webcam. You know, I, I, it is interesting that for some reason in my head that is a different thing. Because I have gotten over the idea of someone probably knows the porn I look at and has probably seen like the face I make when I come. And I appreciate <laughs> your recommendations. I good choices. You know? <laughs> I want to know but, what kind of porn Philly Oh, it's the, the good stuff. Xbox One mic can't. So what'd you say? I, I I try to always beat my dick in front of my Xbox Connect camera. <laughs> Wait, where's your Xbox One at? Where and is I'm it? grateful for that. In your office or in the living room? I like oh, to yeah. imagine that the NSA has some sort of software that, like, they either specifically, like, they see a dick and they don't record it, or they specifically do record it, just for blackmail. <laughs> they zoom um, But no, it is, it's a weird fucked up thing, right? Um, but it, it's also interesting in the idea of, we're totally cool when Jack Bauer tortures someone, and it's for, like, national security, and he fucking, like, breaks all the rules. But as soon as, like, someone knows that, I'm subscribed to Jack Threads or some shit like that. Like it bothers me. It's it's something that I'm trying to. I I, I constantly I'm I'm juggling with because it it does bother me. It does feel like there's an invasion of privacy. I think that if there were there was more evidence of what exactly it has stopped rather than these vague mentions, um, then I could have a better opinion on I it. I feel like it's vague mentions in large part because it doesn't stop much, and the threat is not as real as they make it out to be. You know, it, mm. it is tremendously easy to perform terrorist acts. If I wanted to, by tomorrow morning, I could go to an airport and fire my gun a bunch of times. Well, that's, what, that's what's crazy, right? Because, yeah, I mean, if someone really wanted to, you just, you just go past, what, the, the two cops that are kind of probably half-assed in their job? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't want to disrespect anyone. But, you know, someone goes through the airport, and then they just go at it. I mean, we had LAX where, luckily, it was, what, it was, I think, only... So I say luckily, only one person died. But imagine if four dudes rolled up with with automatic weapons. I mean, body then armor. yeah, bam, that's you know. Issue. I mean, and automatic yeah, weapons. I by mean, the way, I'm not with you on that. They're not. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying any weapon. Automatic I'm not saying, weapons suck. <laughs> okay, well, so they they go there with fucking pistols. I don't I don't care what I'm saying. <laughs> that if they if they if they wanted to, to do something, rifles. That's what he's talking about. Oh, Semi-auto okay. long range. Kyle, back me up here. But, fully but, auto waste of bullets, right? But what if they remove the stock? Then it would be a semi-automatic pistol, See? technically of high caliber. Oh, now God. we're talking about guns. Richard oh, Ryan's gonna get so fucking talk. angry at me for talking out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shut up, Phil. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Hey, as far as guns are concerned, I got uh, the vice president to tell me and every American out there to buy a shotgun. So I feel like Richard I win that topic. Richard told me about that. Congratulations. That's that. That's wonderful. 
Wait, what happened? <laughs> he was right next to me. I was like, I was like, what's what's a good thing to say to the vice president? That's what I was he said. Say yeah. that. Yeah. You've got, do you want to tell that story? Because that's a hilarious story. Please tell um, the story. Yeah, sure. I was on a, I was on a Google Hangout um, oh. with uh, with the vice president uh, mm-hmm. as well as some other people, and they were throwing him like softballs here and there. And then I asked him about like you know the assault weapons ban, and he 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 talked about the stats. And luckily, uh, I had uh, Richard Ryan, rated RR, come in uh, two hours prior and just like prep the fuck out of me. And he was like, he's going to say this, but the numbers don't actually correlate, so you should hit him up. And so the conversation went, and he's like, how about this? If you want to defend your 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 home during um, an apocalyptic scenario, like if the, California had an earthquake, buy a shotgun. And it was crazy because there were also there were also shotguns on the band. And so he was just kind of he was kind of talking out of his ass, and I don't know, it was it was it was kind of weird because it showed up on a bunch of sites, and it's me looking surprised as the vice president told me to buy <laughs> a shotgun to to protect my family. So was, was that weird. odd seeing that kind of like disjointed, you know, wanting to present the unified front of assault weapons ban good because save lives, et cetera, et cetera, right. and then all of a sudden. You with a little coaching, you're like, oh, all of a sudden I just tink, 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 and this whole thing just comes yeah, crumbling you go down. Well, it, it is. It's it's kind of a we were talking about it earlier. It's it's an example of of legislation based on outliers, and that's terrifying, you know. And obviously, then it gains more traction because we have you know countries out there that are like, we don't have guns, and yeah, okay, you don't have guns, but you have tons of breaking and entering, um, and and that that crime's crazy in your country. And you know, it's it's not apples to apples. I think that's the the biggest thing is that places that, that have banned weapons, it, it's a it's a different beast. And here, I feel especially as as media is on the rise and everyone can just freak out in a second and it can all of a sudden trend on Twitter. Like it's it's crazy that that can have an impact and we can we can just take these terrible long roads uh, without thinking about it. But circling all the way back to the privacy thing. It is so easy to commit a terrorist act. I feel like going overboard trying to prevent terrorist acts is preventing something no one's doing anyway. Because if they were, and, it would happen. And if if you truly took away all of the – I'll call them privileges because I don't know if you have necessarily the right to go to Home Depot and buy certain chemicals or, or, uh, or things, but – even if you took away if you took away everything that is dangerous and you regulated everything that was was dangerous, there wouldn't be much left. Yeah, there wouldn't that be happens much left. In, in IT security too. When you have any kind of IT security, you have to balance between making everyone there really unproductive and keeping yourself safe. You know, it's does every machine need a different password? Does everything need ten steps to log in? You know, if a developer can never access production stuff then it's kind of like all your surgery is arthroscopic and it makes it 10 times harder. Whereas if you let the developer on the production machine, he can see what's happening. He can read logs much quicker. He can do whatever. I don't know if this analogy is working, but when you put security on something in IT, all of a sudden it saps the employee's productivity and you have a balance there. When and you, you put regulate regu- I'm sorry? Over-regulating it. Yeah, yeah. and when you, when you regulate real-life stuff too much, all of a sudden people can't do what they need to get done. DMV. What'd you say? The DMV. I think we had this conversation before. We like, have. The, 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 the TSA, they the, basically they, they hijack planes with box cutters. 
And we said that that would never happen again because of the history that most mm-hmm. people like that you, you you had to wear the same underwear for three days. Right. If a motherfucker came on the plane with a box cutter now, he's getting his ass beat. He might be killed. He might he be, killed, be killed, but the plane's going to be good. So why do we need billions of dollars of TSA agents walking us through the airport? Well, it's the, it's the same argument I use, you know, when I when I talk or when I I try to talk about it. It's usually met with much resistance. Uh, when I t- talk about draconian DUI laws and how absurd it is that we're ruining people's lives over non-injurious DUI. And I'm talking about ruining people's lives, not about not punishing them, but about ruining lives, $5,000 a pop for non-injurious DUI. And it's the, 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 the excuse always comes up, well, it's supposed to be a deterrent, 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 deterrent. Well, okay. DUI is supposed to be a, ter- a deterrent, just like searches at TSA, reduction in privacy, NSA spying on you, supposed to be a deterrent to doing bad things. Well, if you really wanted an, an effective deterrent, you would summarily execute people on the side of the road once you found they were above .08. Just execute them. Boom, bullet in the brain. Now you know if you're .08 or more, you're dead. Simple as that. I don't like this style of arguing. But, but. If you don't like drunk driving, then just kill him. I don't see you doing the same thing. Because you're talking about a deterrent, right? You're talking about a deterrent uh, elsewhere. If you you want to be an effective deterrent. Right. That's the idea. No, I don't know. I can't back you. Just being an effective deterrent. No one's co-signing on your bullshit murderous stuff. But but hold on. If you want an effective deterrent, throw them in ovens. You know what would be an effective deterrent at the airport is strip strip searches for everybody in the absolute. I'm in favor of strip searches for hot people. Whatever. Everybody is strip searched everywhere. Every cavity search is gone through. Full cavity search? Absolutely. I'll use my probe. What do you think about, like... What do you think about what they do in uh, in Israel, where they it, it's pure just like they they look at you, they look at your information. If they think you're shady as shit, you know they take you and they they do what they do. Do you they, think they that, profile the heck out of you? Yeah. Like, I, hey, I why are you here? What you doing? Do what you playing? Years yeah. ago. Do you think that's messed up in our PC society where it's like, oh, I don't want to be profiled. That's terrible. Or do you want you know? Everyone going through scanners and thinking someone cares about a scan of their dick. Well, that, that's the that that's the rub, isn't it? Is that I'm I'm not about um, having you know having people get killed unnecessarily, but I am about preserving the ideas laid out in the Constitution. And you know, does the does the government and do the states and the federal government have a vesting interest in people keeping safe? Keeping people safe in the air, which is a, a kind of a very easy thing to target. It's very easy for things to go wrong. You know, if you an accident in a plane is is statistically probably much more dangerous or or um, violent. Catastrophic failures more often. Right. Exactly. And so, okay, but still, there's that list of things. There's that 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 list that we all kind of agreed to that says. These sort of things won't happen. So where does the interest in public safety end and my right to be free from an unreasonable search and seizure begin? Now, profiling, that's that's a little – that's I know harder we're mid-topic, of, but is anyone down for a total topic change? I want to say something about TSA before we leave it. All right. Full body scans and checking luggage and, and laptops are full of shit. 
the Ben Gurion Airport in Israel sees 25 terrorist incidents a week, and they stop 95% of them without body scanners and checking luggage. These are stats. These are not stats. These are real. (laughs) 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 They have a 95% rate. So why does an airport that sees 25 incidents a week, whereas we see like three incidents a year, have a better percentage rate? Of, get, of weapons getting on planes and things like that without all this bullshit and this technology from third-party companies. Fuck the TSA. There are billions of dollars of wasted money. We, I'd much rather that be on the roads. When you're searching for a needle in the haystack, adding more hay doesn't help. All right. If you were to wake up on January 1st, and instead of it being 2014, it was 2013, what would you do differently? I'll go first. I, my 2013 sucked ass the entire goddamn year. Um, I would be the first one to say, Wings, I'm going to get you your ass in a boot camp, and you're going to come and you're going to work out. And, no? In Chicago? Uh, Fuck Chicago. They got too many handgun laws. <laughs> boot camp joke isn't doing anything? Fine. Dude, Wings had that handgun by his bed the whole time he was there. <laughs> Did he really? Wow. Absolutely. 1911? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, you couldn't afford a Glock? Oh my god! He, oh, didn't bring the shot, he didn't bring the shotgun. You I was. Me, I, you give me I a Glock. I feel like I went armed. He was talking about bringing all these guns to my house, and I was like, "Dude, how about I just arm you when you get here, and you just use my shit?" He's like, "No, no, no. I'm bringing my own toys, just in case." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what for, but I don't. I don't well know. Armed the entire well, I do know who cleaned <laughs> now, and I don't. I still wouldn't trust them. <laughs> so, how many guns did you bring, Wings? Just one. I just brought, I just brought my pistol, the one I carry in my truck. All right. All right. So back on topic. If you could wake up, you know, pretending this it wasn't the third, you wake up on January 1st, and instead of 2014, it's 2013, what do you change? Um, my answer is greedy. I think um, I could use my knowledge of sports events, political events. <laughs> Bitcoins. And Bitcoins and, and you know the stock market, what little I can recall from last year, to really put a power play together and make a lot of money. Gray sports only. Money whore. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I remember. You know, I know the records of of, of, a, of a few key football teams, and I know how the you know how the collegiate football uh, season ended. So I, I think I could clean up nicely. I would, um, given how YouTube might turn out, I would have. Um, there was a sports radio station here in Chicago, six seventy, the score that held a like some kind of amateur competition about. Um, Didn't you used to work there? No, 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 no. Did you used to work at one of them? I thought I saw your name associated with a radio station. No, I used to. I did internet radio for a while, but not, but not in like an actual affiliated, accredited. I don't know what I'm thinking. Broadcast. Okay. But um, I would have. I would probably applied. They did. It, they had. They held an open competition for their social media management, and I originally thought like, well, that's something I could do because I, you know, I. I Know a thing or two You'd about be a social strong media, candidate, yeah. Right, but I then I was like, you know, I don't know how YouTube's going to go. Let's see how YouTube goes. Well, now this monetization thing, content ID, I probably would have, I, I would have thrown my name in that hat and tried to see where it, where it went. Wow, so you would have said, forget the internet. I'm going with terrestrial radio. Well, I can survive on radio, Woody. <laughs> Is terrestrial radio a sinking ship? I've always heard That's that. That's where I was headed with that. I don't, I. 
Well, I've heard. So is YouTube. But this is, for, but this, but this is from radio people that radio. Well, right, because of course the guys in radio are going to say, no, radio isn't a dying business. But just like the, the, you know, the reporters that write for newspapers are like, paper newspapers aren't dying either. This is the best <laughs> thing we've ever done. Gone. Right, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> my point. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't know, but you know, they're backed by CBS, so. I know CBS is still cashing checks. Back by Google, they didn't stop him from cutting my ass. Wait, who cut you? I said Machinima was backed by Google. They oh. didn't stop them from cutting my ass. Okay, uh, fair enough. That's true. But I, just to throw my name in the hat, just to have something else, I think would be. Machinima was backed by Google, and apparently everyone at Machinima took a pay cut, and 15 guys got fired, so I could be rich. Ha oh, <laughs> ha! <laughs> Get on my level. There you go. <laughs> what a power play. It was a power move. Yeah, it's a power move. <laughs> Not true, but that was my power move. I, I'm just saying, I have an 11-year-old truck, and I don't even have terrestrial radio in it. I don't even give a fuck about it. Wait a minute. What year, you're, you have an 04, right? 02. Oh, you have a 12-year-old truck, my friend. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, I got to say, I I haven't listened to terrestrial radio in a long time. For those who don't know, you know that's your local radio station's you know, I think everybody is listening to something on their iPod or MP3 player, what have you, and you know, satellite radio. Satellite radio dominates my life now. It's Howard Stern, Comedy Central. I can hit all the hip hop channels, all the country channels, all the stuff I like. Hmm. Is Philip froze? He is for me. Okay, I was just wondering. He froze well though. You yeah. should get the awkward pauses where you look goofy. He, it looks like he's posing for a for a picture. That oh, I wish I could get him on the forefront. That is a handsome freeze right there. I told you someone came and touched his hair up. I always freeze and I'm like picking my Ooh. nose or something. Philip freezes. He's bringing the sexy back. I well, I don't know what I would do different in 2013, knowing how bad that year is going to turn out for me. I did, was it that bad? I had to put it on the camera. Oh, dude, it was a horrible year. My, my big contract from Machinima got cut. Um, was that and then 13 I went, or 12? That was 2013 because it happened January to end of January I got cut. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So that happened. And then I went for like two weeks without monetization. And then when I got back into it, you know, the algorithm changed on YouTube and my views went from like 3 million to like 1.5. And then I kind of fell out of to out of it. And then I got depressed, and then my girlfriend left me. <laughs> you know, but two thirteen wasn't a good year. To me, but you know, I'm I think at your you year now? rose up at the end, though, right? Like sometime yeah, in September. The end, I don't, I don't consider like the last two months enough to save the entire year. Like I'm gonna Wings... take those last two months on is 2014, and we're going hard. I see, I, I see it like this, Wings. I saw a gif of you posted on the PKA subreddit. It was from the drinking episode with your long, your long awesome ass beer, which is totally awesome by the way. <laughs> but I look at that GIF, and I pronounce it GIF. It's not GIF. It's GIF. I look at that GIF, and I look at you now, and pretty much, unless you lost a limb or your house or anything like that, 2013 for you was a win. That was a win. Looking at you now versus you yeah, then. Yeah, but see, it win. got to the point where I was seriously putting a, thinking about putting a pistol in my mouth. Around August of that year, that was a serious possibility. Yeah, that was a rough time. And like, and like, in my in my recollection, that's the worst year combined ever. Okay, I went. Yeah, that would make it pretty rough. Yeah. 
So I passed the good Kyle's route. I would I would have took all my money, which I had in January, and I would have invested in sports, which I knew the outcome of. <laughs> yeah, I would in Vegas you can you can bet on anything. So like any of those political races, you know, you may think like, well, I, I'm no sports almanac, but if you really sat down and thought of all the events that went down last year that you recall, there's probably a line you could bet on for them. Uh, I, do you go all in on the first one, or you just kind of test yeah. the waters? Yeah, no, you go all in on the first one, and you you keep doubling it. Yeah, it, like you, I, I don't have that many. Like my baseball almanac knowledge is really weak, football, etc. But UFC, I'm your man, dude. I must know a hundred fight results. Like I, yep. I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I remember that? That was this guy, that guy. Go you know the results of both of the Anderson Yeah, but what do you, Joe never loses a fight. If he had lost a fight, I'd remember something like that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, somebody. Let me ask you this. Listen, you know all the outcomes of the fight for UFC. Do you lose a couple on purpose? Because eventually casinos won't take your money because they know your track record. <laughs> Philly D is like Making puking, out, puking out. Uh, sorry, I, that's my bad. <laughs> did the, the pizza Why did arrive? you turn the camera off? Did it take us through your house? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Oh, I was like, it's not, it's not set up yet. Yeah, sorry. He don't want to see the nice oh, look at that. of the couches oh, and like have, Ferrari. Do you have like Sub Zeros? What is this? What are we looking? Is that it? I have no idea what this is. That's awesome. That is a that is a nice refrigerator. That is a nice it refrigerator. Perfectly. I don't know what's I'm, happening. I'm a bit of a wow. microwave. Wow. What am I? This is uh, an island. Damn, his kitchen's bigger than my house. Yeah, yeah the kitchen's why we got this place. If That's you had good. balls, you'd microwave a light bulb on the show. Just saying. <laughs> I think I saw a channel do that, and I hated that channel. So. <laughs> what happens when you put a light bulb in a microwave? It lights up. For a little bit. Yeah. They're... Wait, so you – I didn't know you were a UFC guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, uh, I am trained MMA for a little bit. I follow UFC a ton. One of my friends is a fighter. and uh, um, So, yeah, I follow it a ton. That's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the Silva fight, I think – Made probably uh, several hundred people go. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the recent one. Yeah, for people who don't one. know, uh, Silva went for a uh, kick. Uh, Weidman checked his kick, and uh, Silva's leg, just like the like, I'll say the bottom eighty percent of his shin, like right there above his ankle, it snapped, and it was like he had another knee going the wrong way. It was yep. horrific to look at. Gumby. Oh, that slow mo is fucking. Ugh. Yeah, I've seen that like a hundred times. It's uh, Woody. Does that happen a lot? No, or no, no. Nah, that was a freak injury. I mean, it's happened twice in UFC history. Yeah. So that's that, out of like, I'm making up a number. You know, twelve thousand matches. You know, the other just, one was that really tall guy from the Ultimate Fighter, right? Corey Hill. Yep. He's yeah. A, he was a yeah. real tall guy. It's not important. He was a tall black guy. He was really pretty untrained. And um, he had a weird build, though. He was extremely tall and really lanky. So yes. he was in a lighter yeah. weight class. So he was like really tall compared to the guys he fought against because he was like tall and thin. And um, I don't know if muscle prevents that injury or not. You know, it's it's bone on bone right on the shin this there. This guy's legs were so long, yeah. though. I think maybe – I bet he just had crazy leg speed. I bet his kicks were scary. Leg speed. His, and, and then as I think about it, you know, maybe when you're tall and thin like that, your bones aren't as thick as the stocky guys. He looked like a stork. Know. I mean mm. – like, Scarecrow is what's in my head. But stork yeah, works too. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Silva's not that case though. Silva's a guy who's been kicking stuff hard for a long time. Yeah. Silva is a more natural build. Like it – 
if I saw him on the street, I'd think of him as tough, but not necessarily the most impressive shit. fighter to have ever lived. And yeah. I just wonder if he can come back because no. he's what he's 30, 40, no, 38. Yeah, so he's I think he's 38, he's almost 39. Like he's oh, he's, oh I thought he was 39. Yeah. He might be 39 now. I know it was like super close. And um uh so already, you know, it, it takes a normal person like 6 months, but if you want to use your leg as a club, you know, you need a, le- a higher level of healing. Oh, and by the way, yeah. he needs to have that hardware removed for him to fight yeah. again because if he breaks his shin there and it has all the screws and bars and stuff, then what happens is really ugly. So he need if he wants to fight again, he needs to like heal for 8 months, yeah. take his stuff out, heal for another 8 months. Now he'll be over 40 with ring rust and uh, he's done. He's done. I think it's like it's weird, right? Because he went from this Essentially, one of the best fighters. I think you could say John Jones, although his last fight was kind of close. close one, but he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he won. Um, not, <laughs> not. He didn't win like GSP won, but he won. Um, yeah. It was a bad. <laughs> but, but think of it in, in this in this way. I think you don't even have to know about UFC. In his first fight, when he was just fucking around, mm-hmm. like if he hadn't just treated, if he had shown the respect the first time and been humble and and not kind of dickish. His leg probably wouldn't be broken right now. I yep. disagree. I no, disagree. you disagree? I do, yeah. In his first fight, he got knocked for clowning, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's two things. This guy's ground game was nowhere near the level of Weidman's, so he was doing everything right. he could to keep it on his feet. And that involved uh, you know, trying to get him to chase him you know, with that clowning. It was trying to get him to want to strike, and that's what the clowning brought you. The clowning wasn't a joke when he did it against Maya. It wasn't a joke when he did it against Bonner. It wasn't a joke when he did it against Forrest Griffin. It wasn't a joke. He did it his whole career. He goaded people into leaning forward, exposing their chin, and then he counterstruck them. He does it against mm-hmm. Weidman, and he gets knocked out, and all of a sudden he wasn't trying. I disagree with that entirely. On top of that, uh, Weidman had the stronger ground game, by far. No one disputes that. Weidman is an elite-level ground game. And when you do that clowning and have your hands by your hips, you're ready to defend the takedown. So he's pretty much trying to get the guy to strike with him and defending the takedown and trying to get the guy to lean into a counterpunch. And I'll note... On that one strike he took, he was leaning in. If if Anderson's footwork was different, if he had been able to take one more step backwards instead of having his feet uh, uh, side by side, like you know, like a, a normal stance, if he had had a mm-hmm. fighter stance, then um, uh, he would have been able to dodge that punch and do the counter like he meant to. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I I feel like everyone is like ah, he just wasn't trying. No. That's what it looks no, like with Anderson. Trying. I think, yeah. But on online and stuff like that, they say Wyman got lucky that he wasn't trying. That's what trying looks like from Anderson Silver. And it was always so. It, it looked like he was beating these guys with ease, and then suddenly he loses with what worked for him for the last eighteen fights or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're knocking him. But no, that was that was the best Anderson Silver. It just wasn't better than Wyman that time. And and of course yeah, Wyman, he um. He was dominating Silva the first round, and then he got knocked down in the second. Second fight, Weidman dominates him again, and then uh, Silva breaks his leg in the second. And it's, you know, you'll have a hard time stringing together eight seconds in the four rounds they fought where Silva looked better. True. So I got a question. Do you still Anderson Silva? He has a long history of winning. Do, yep. do you think this tarnishes his overall career? People have different opinions. Me, I think he's the best that ever lived. 
so far. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to say that because I'm not a UFC guy, but in my opinion, he might be the best fighter ever th- to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know. I don't think you have to leave on top for you, you know, to look at the guy's body of work. You know, he he, has mm-hmm. a, he made everyone else in the division look bad. It looked like 185 wasn't a competitive division because it was just silver was so far above everybody else. Yeah, it is. It's it's. A, I guess it's a weird thing because. I mean, maybe it's different, because I know on YouTube, you're kind of, regardless of how big your audience is, you're kind of only as good as your last video. You know, everyone kind of either loves or hates you, based on what you just said. And then, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I think to disregard the rest of his career would be ridiculous. Silva but, cleaned out the 185 division so thoroughly that he'd go up to 205 and beat them up. I, I can't think of anyone else who's been doing that. No. Uh, how big of that is a? How big of a change is that? The 185. You said to 205, 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chael Sonnen tried it. He keeps getting beat up. Poor, poor Chael. He should. He just. He should just keep commentating. Chael's <laughs> awesome. I really like him. I like yeah. so much about him. I like his inspirational stuff. I think Chael is fantastic. I'm not well informed on his criminal history. <laughs> so, you know, it might change my mind. I've never had one. He does. Yeah. He yeah, jokes. He oh, left. he's such a good speaker. He's like, I used to be in politics, and I left the only way you should yes. in handcuffs. <laughs> the only way a Republican should, right? Is that what he said? Yeah. I remember you told me that he said um, something about grappling and how Repu- Republicans didn't lay on their back with men between their legs or something. That was it, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, uh, I never – that's that's the guard, of course, right? Full guard. He's oh, like, yeah. I don't lay on oh, my back so. with men between my legs. I'm a Republican. <laughs> Woody, so last UFC question, then we can move on. Okay. Uh, do you uh, do you love or hate? And I think I know the answer. Uh, Nate and Nick Diaz. Oh. So here I've got both sides of this, right? And for people who don't know, Nate and Dick Nick Diaz are these like <laughs> homies from Southern California. They're they're hypocritical. They hate everyone. It's don't be scared, homie. It's it's they talk so much trash. They give their finger the opponent while they're they give their opponent the finger while they're fighting them. Here's my thing. As people, I hate them. As people that the, the Diaz brothers are like, I don't want them as my neighbors. I don't want them in my life. I don't want them as anything. But as characters that I follow on TV, I love them. Uh, they, they make the UFC more interesting to watch because these guys are just always flipping birds, talking trash. They're unpredictable. They make no sense. They will contradict themselves within 15 seconds. Be like, what? That fucking homie is you know, pampered, he's not hard at all. And then 10 seconds later, you know, like, I, yeah, I've got my guy, you know, wiping down my brow for me after I hit the heavy bag. And you can tell, in, in spite of the fact that they contradicted themselves seconds away, they believe both of it. You know, everything they say is from the heart. And, and like, yeah. it, I, I would not want to know these guys or have them in my life, but I'm glad they're on my TV. Which like, one was the one that 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 threatened to retire after he lost? And then was like, I don't know. We'll see next time. Next time I book a fight. That was like probably in the same Nate. interview. Yeah, it's probably Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Nick, the older one. Right. Nick, he lost one. in like in the post fight interview. He was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. That's blah, what they blah. all do, though. No, oh, they even, do no, they don't. You, do you remember Silva post fight after the first Weidman fight? He's he like, there's you know, a few people. Give all your respect like, to Weidman. All the respect to Weidman. You know, he is the champion now. He is the best, and it's it's it seems so tongue in cheek. Like he he's so like weird. It, it's like he's trying to like he's it's it, to me. I took it as him being like that was a lucky shot. Y'all know it was a lucky shot. 
he's not a real champion. I'll come back and, and, and beat this guy up. It, that's what I took from, from like, uh, that, but you get that every time. A lot, of, a lot of people took it as, like, he was just done, and, like, that was his way of going out, and it was, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is during that first fight, I had, like, ten of my friends in the living room, and we, like, lost our minds because it was awesome. <laughs> I I was, was an awesome I don't know if you know Joe Lozon. He's a friend of mine. He's in the UFC. He actually has mm-hmm. the record for the most like of the night bonuses: submission of the night, fight of the night, and knockout of the mm-hmm. night. Like so, he's tied with Anderson Silva. But I like to say he has the record. And um, uh, I was at his house, and there were all these like pro fighters of different levels and stuff. Some of UFC guys, some at like smaller events. And I was the only one that had Weidman winning, and I was like talking all this trash to people who could smash me like a bug. <laughs> that was that was how that event went for me. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. So he's tied with Anderson, and now Amber- Anderson, we basically is retired now. Looks like Joe's gonna take this over eventually. Without a doubt, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, Joe's. He's Anderson's. That's nice. I hadn't thought about that. And not only is he the you know all time winningest sub of the night, he's by himself the most of the night bonus active fighter. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep, that's another looking category. Go Joe. Good, Good job, man. Joe. So Kyle, what would you do differently if you woke up on January first, two thousand thirteen? That's what I was saying. I, I would I would totally Oh right, right, right. I'd I would I would use it for my own greed and, and make money. Philly D? Oh man. I wish I had thought of the greed thing. And I don't wanna I don't wanna be the guy that's like, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> twenty thirteen was just alright for me. It was pretty good though. Um, I would, uh, I'd probably just do more. I, uh, this year I got like really overwhelmed by stuff and I just, I'd be like, oh, that was a lot of stuff. I'm going to play Call of Duty and eat pizza and ice cream and do nothing. Um, so probably, I'd probably just try and do more and, and maybe get out more because I'm just, I'm really in my studio way, way, way too much. It's bad. That's That's funny. I would also call Wings and I would have him prevent the Boston, Boston bombing. Oh no. How? I, I can do it. Can do it. <laughs> See? I got See? this. All I got to do is update him, like wings. Totally just time travel just now. We got to get to work. You know, the, the Boston bombing is so interesting because uh, I made it one of – well, I didn't make it. The my, my audience voted it to be one of the top stories and one and those guys, the biggest douchebags. It's surprising the number of people that still believe that it's uh, it was all like false flag. Yep. There's a there's a, there's a big movement of people that want that kid released. And I think it's Howard Stern made it sound like it was a lot of girls who found him to be attractive. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. a piece on that. A lot of a lot of girls converted their Tumblr to uh Sarnayev, I think that was his name. Uh just like love pages. How like, sick is that? That's I, heard I think anything big is going to happen is going to there're going to be conspiracy yeah. theories. What are so, the conspiracy theories? Are, do they center on those? Coming. Or did, did... Wait, what's coming? I say he'd never see my fat ass coming. He's gonna see a <laughs> wings of redemption with a mag light. In my pocket. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Putting a book bag down? It's a good marathon, huh? Down him before the fucking Rolling Stone magazine can put him on the cover. Wings like, like if I start show. with a, in a rear naked choke with one of the brothers. <laughs> I'll start with the mace in his fucking face and like like a fucking Billy oh, wings, club. Please start with the, a Billy club. Wings, you're missing your mag light opportunity. That's wings, your weapon of choice. Why, I can't hide a mag light in my pocket. I ain't wanted to. Do, 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 yes, you can. You can be like, I'm excited by about had, this marathon. I had a mag light in my pocket every day. I used the four D. I used the gun I mean. When the authorities found these guys had that bomb and everything, you'd be okay if you shot them. 
Yeah. They'd be yeah. cool. But so what other what other conspiracy theories? Like, because I, I remember, you know, Reddit was in that craze, and they doxed, like, three different people that were wrong, and Reddit doesn't like to talk about any of that anymore. But, <laughs> whoops. Um, yeah, whoopsies. Yeah, my bad. But uh, there were, the, like, pictures of guys in, like, just, like, black, like, over like sweatshirts like these and and great or cargo pants and they had military style backpacks on and there were two of them and they both had the predator uh pretty much i think if symbol. you were brown you had a backpack and had a hat reddit had a circle around you at one point like that was pretty <laughs> much it right like but i mean it's not to bash them because like with the stupid bill rape case reddit was massively helpful and successful it, it's like anything else you know it, it can be really good or really really bad Mm-hmm. But Go get they, your safe it, open it, for it, you, it, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was that random guy? But it had to do with like, like guys that were. It was like some paramilitary organization that tries to do security for. Like it's like an actual organization, and there were guys there looking suspicious, and then this organization had to do, uh, if I remember correctly, tangentially with this. Um, the Navy SEAL sniper who got killed, what was his name? Something Kyle? Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle, right? And that, and that was a whole thing. Like, you see, you see, here's Chris Kyle on CNN, and he's wearing this hat. And then here's these guys wearing the same hat. What's going on? Like, what, is there anything else? I don't even know. Well, there was also what? There was the, uh, oh, God. It was those people being harassed after that school shooting. It's, I mean, it's... The internet, man. It's mm. it's good and bad. Yeah, that's true. Oh well. Well, at least they got him. I mean, is the the atrocities that occurred. And, that's uh, it's weird though because I haven't heard like what's happened in a very long time. Yeah, the last thing I heard, they were questioning someone inside like a police building, and then they shot him. Oh, are you talking about the guy in Florida, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. in his house, though. I think that's what it was. They said he grabbed for a knife, and then maybe he didn't grab for a knife. <laughs> I thought he was right. in a police but, like, Do you have to shoot him? You're the federal. I don't think like... ever grabbing for a knife is a case where you can shoot him. Especially if, if, he, if he's at his house, maybe he was just going to you know, serve some more d'oeuvres. Would you like your sandwich cut, officer? I can slice it diagonally or down the center. What would you like? There's so many stuff on that officer's belt that can take down a knife guy so quickly. This one's from the Freddy Vor- from the Jason Voorhees collection. Maybe that's, that's what happened. I'm probably gonna try and down some guy in, in the way that I know it's gonna down the guy. Like it's, I know that it's. I try and be as even keel with this stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. Granted, you could probably take the guy down with mace, but do you want to try it if you're worried about getting to your home, your, your wife at home? Yeah. Yes. See that? See that? Want to try that? I would try it, especially when I got like. When he's like, I hate that bitch. I don't care. I won't try anything I can. Now, now you did notice that even when Wings was going to take on those terrorists, he did start with the mace. You see, you'll notice whenever Wings starts to try to take anything or anyone down, he starts in one of the most advantageous positions. (laughs) That is exactly how you're supposed to start fights in an advantageous position. I know. A fight like, is not about show at all. A fight is right. about hurting people. If I let's get to say I'm on one of the 911 flights and I'm I, and I got an M1911 and those <laughs> bastards stand up, I'm ready to go. Like, well, wings, yeah. that's not reasonable. No, if, if if that happened to me, I'd be more like, you know, as soon as they walk by me, like, hey, dude, I'm gonna jump up and hit these guys. You coming with me? As soon as he goes yes, 
I'm jumping up and hitting that motherfucker. See, he might not pack me up, but I'm looking to attempt to be in an advantageous see, stop position. Stop being reasonable when you're put on the spot. Just be. I'm going to say this right now. I don't know if a five foot six Middle Eastern man is going to be able to handle 400 pounds of wings of redemption coming down that aisle. Especially no way. not in a motherfucking airplane. Everybody gets behind wings. In the cab of a truck is my I best. I picture wings here. of redemption. The plane's a little bit bigger. Ripping off the seat like a shield, rushing no. at the guy. Box cutter slices off. the thing. He goes. He's like a left. charger from Left 4 Dead. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's like. <laughs> runs on the aisle. He can get like a three piece right down the aisle. <laughs> y'all, y'all talking shit. If I knock that guy down, I think some of those cowards would get up and help me. No, we're that. serious. We're serious. That's totally our plan. If I were on a flight with you and it were being hijacked, I'd be like, all right. Let's get together. A formation. Wings up front. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, that's a flying V, yeah. We'd put a pot of scalding <laughs> coffee in one of your hands, and we'd take a bunch of those little mini liquor bottles, yeah, break them, put them between your knuckles in the other. other hand. Yeah, like broken <laughs> liquor bottles in a grass. Nobody would be hijacking the PKA flight. That's not happening. <laughs> Rape squad killers. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be using a fucking laptop to bash your fucking head in. We have our own punishment for terrorists on this flight. Bend over. <laughs> what oh. it is, your, your nose right between my ass cheeks as I fart. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Terrence, you have three ways to die. You get to choose <laughs> The chainsaw, the knife, or wings of redemption fart faces. <laughs> you have to finger wings I'll, of I'll redemption. Take the chainsaw. Get some of the poop out. <laughs> Where's that Muhammad at now, boy? Oh, God. I mean, there we go. No, no, no. And now he made it ridiculous. And that's that. I had nothing to do with that. That's that segment. New topic. I got a new topic. All right, what is it? I'm going to start with Philly D. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Yes. If you were given the chance to redesign the male genitalia, how would it be different? I, I feel like I got, you got to start with the balls because they're weird. and se- I, I make the reinforced balls. Yes. Yeah, they are too vulnerable. Uh-huh. Too vulnerable, sensitive. I've never been hit directly, but when they've even been scathed. Uh, it's it's a terrible. Now, terrible on the other, if you're going to put a club under there, think of the woman you're with, right? What is he going to be like a mace that just hurts the poor girl? <laughs> How about a button Internalize that internalized them? Uh, a button that just makes uh, my balls cold, so they uh, they they go back in. Eh? No, I, I mean I I would go bigger. I, I think yeah I know that they're, they're in the scrotum because they need to be cooled or something. Remove that requirement and internalize them. Yep. Yeah, the internalized balls. Are you going to add water cooling to your... No, I don't know why (laughs) cooling was ever a requirement. I would... Step one in male genitalia, make sperm work fine up to like 105 degrees. Overclock your balls. (laughs) 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 Run more voltage through this shit. (laughs) Um, But yeah, step one, take away that whole requirement for sperm to be kept cool. I don't know why that's there in the first place. And put them on the inside. Uh, also, I, I, back me up here. Shouldn't all penises be the exact same size? Should we just yes. remove that as a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't I was going to say bigger, but you know, I guess that, that's the same works the same. I, I, well, I feel bad for the other guys who are like, you know, Woody's got all this, and I've only got that. <laughs> I, I think if I were to redesign it, I would, I would take away their shame. Out of, so how big kindness. would the how how big would the one, one second? I have, I have to I have to Google your your penis. 
<laughs> How big would the prototypical penis be in Woody's world? Uh, oh, I'm not wow. So, to tell you the truth, it wouldn't be as big as mine. There's a there's a bit of a cervix pounding situation that happens in in certain positions, and I think I would rather just fucking like rock a thick six instead of knowing that like ah well when she's doing this I. I have to be conscious of my depth. I, I think okay. I think the thick six, like a like a coke can, would be the way that we go. <laughs> okay, okay, that's maybe too thick. That's really thick. <laughs> it's weird that it's weird that no one ever says a Pepsi can. That's the only thing no, I've ever thought. That's of. a thing. Yeah. No, I always I always we've talked about this before. I'll make it quick. But I always thought that Coca Cola and Pepsi was like a, a legit like neck and neck rivalry. Like, mm. just those two sodas concerned. You know, they, there's the Pepsi Challenge commercials back in the day. So it got into my head that, like, you know, maybe 45% drink Pepsi and the rest like Coke. No. No, Coke is uh, – Pepsi isn't even close. Really? Pepsi is like a – yeah, it's like 10%. Everybody likes Coke if oh, you're choosing wow. Cola. I, yeah. I prefer yeah, Pepsi yeah, other brands bridge. that are profitable, but – I think that um, it wasn't always so close through history. Ah. I, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been anti-Pepsi. I'm only, like, anti-two brands, Pepsi and Walmart. Walmart because they treat their employees like shit. Pepsi because they sponsored a show that talks shit <laughs> about me. <laughs> wow. All right. So Pepsi that, tastes like dirt. I'm afraid we're getting off of male genitalia, and everyone knows I hate that. I want to go next, if I may. Because I've been thinking about this, and I'm afraid if we get to the end, then all the good stuff will be taken. Because I already was uh, was thinking Please that go, should Cocker. be, mine, so mine's not take be mine. taken. Okay, so I think the ball should be internalized. Okay, get them up there just like a woman's ovaries. That way we don't even need to know what how big they are, where they're located, any of that stuff. Then... Oh, wait, wait, wait. By the way, Wings, I don't want to miss the opportunity. You need to send me pictures of your balls. You know you know why I'm not sending you pictures of my balls? The same reason Philly D wanted to look up pictures of your dick. But see, he could actually look up pictures yeah, of my balls. I've, when I've, only, I've only recently found your subreddit, and it is fucking weird as shit. <laughs> yeah, <and> it's like <laughs> 30% about ball pictures. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I don't know what's happening. And you wings know what, Wings? Redemption. You can make it all go away. Like a month ago, I think it's roughly a month ago, Wings told us that he had unusually large testicles. That they were the size of jumbo eggs you'd find at the grocery store. And ever since then, I have been asking for nutsack pictures. I um, I, I've been known to, to to focus the camera and go back there and demonstrate different photography positions that would work out for us. It's uh, and we will not rest until we have pictures of Wings of Redemption's balls. Oh, that's terrible. I, I mean, I'm inclined to believe him because I feel like no guy ever lies about the size of his balls. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I right. Yeah, but we so, need to see them. So my addition, so so I, I'm happy with with everyone having a different one. I, if I just like you know with females, the female body change is, is different every time. So I, I think it's good that you know there's variety and everybody doesn't I don't look think the same. Anybody else happy would like a three inch dick, Kyle? Yeah, well, you know that thick that, six, thick six is it's that makes plenty long enough. Those it should be thick. Everyone's penis. happy, and there's no like ridiculous cervix pounding, which. You know, problem with it, which I'm told feels like a kick in the balls. So my addition would be that there's a lot of pubic hair down there that I just don't feel is necessary. Mm. And I'm not overly hairy. I just feel like my balls don't need any hair on them at all. I'm with if you. 
wasn't any there, and, and I don't feel like my gooch needs any hair either. Wait, I don't wait. find okay. that area gooch. gets cold okay. in, at any point. Ever. I had to process what the gooch was. That's the yeah, taint yeah. in my okay. world. Yeah, I really don't feel like I need any of the pubic. You know, I, I want some pubic hair on top, so you know that I'm an adult and I don't have some weird disease or anything like that. Okay? I, would I want argue, you to know I'm healthy. And I think I this is need... really a white guy thing, but I don't think it needs to. It's for well, look, my eyebrows only get this long, right? I'm not doing any eyebrow trimming. I'll, I'll, I'll put myself on the big screen. This is just my eyebrow length, right? I would like to have maybe a pube length that's regulated on its own. Much like eyebrows, right? There are other... Like, I don't know how long my hair would get, but seriously, freaking way too long. My arm hair, I never have to mess with. It's just this length. I would like my pube hair to scale back a bit. Mm. Yeah. We don't need that coverage anymore. Right. That, that's oh. not necessary. And the... the, the I've heard you, it has the a purpose. evolution. There are purposes. It's to like, uh, uh, like, like, it's it's for scents and stuff. You know, the, the pheromone stuff thing. In. I've heard another yeah. one. I've heard is for lube. I've heard that is why yes, you have hair too. under your armpits and on your. If you think about the areas of the human body that get friction, like this and mm. and like this, then uh, then yeah, the the whole pube thing can can work as a lubricant kind of. Yeah. Thing. That makes sense, but I don't do so much physical activity at this point in my life that I need lubricated armpits or anything. So, honestly, the arm, I could say goodbye to armpit. I'm certainly going to shave my armpits, but if, if, if we just didn't grow hair there, would you care? I think I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. It should and really it, have the microfine hair that's all over the rest of your body. You know, whatever's yeah, on my shoulder blade, it, the stuff you only see. Everybody in the always talks glass. about like these genetically engineered future children that are gonna, you know, they they won't get this disease or that disease, mm-hmm. or they'll be super super people. They always go that route. I'm going much more simple and so much more. So the genetically more, uh, engineered children that you come up with are going to have internal testicles and no gooch hair. That's your contribution. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, 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 like if, if there was a <clears throat> if there was a button you could click, He's a maybe you know, your kid wasn't gonna have armpit hair. Yeah, let's go and check that. He didn't need that shit. Hmm. I like the way you're headed on this. You got anything uh, else? I got something. Go on. Go ahead, Wings. All right. One thing that's always bothered me about the penis <clears throat> is it's like an entertainment system and a sewage system combined into one. <clears throat> mm, strong point. <clears throat> so I would like to take that away and do everything out my butt. And it, Okay, here's the thing. Do you really Wait, do you want to keep... reproduce semen with your butt, too? No, 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 no. No. Oh. Reproducing organ reproduces. Waste goes out one hole. Now, okay. is there some reason your entertainment system needs to be near the uh, dumpster? Uh, because I don't want it to come out my mouth. I, I mean, I'm just saying, maybe you could take it and relocate it between your nipples or something. It sounds mm, crazy like to that. us, but maybe it wouldn't sound so crazy if everyone had it. I just don't think it should be an entertainment and a sewage system at the same time. What? How many times have you had to piss, but you don't want to piss because you might get your dick sucked? I, I, I kind Never. of like. <laughs> I kind of like that um, guys and girls have it roughly at the same area of their body. But I don't know why that area is not between your nipples. I could just as easily be doing push-ups or something. Woody, you have nipples, and you are surprised that waste doesn't come out from between them, and that's the thing you're most surprised by? (laughs) Wait, I didn't follow that. You have nipples. What are they for? <laughs> Did you see that guy on Reddit? Who I know out? exactly what what it is. Like, just imagine if you were gay, Woody, and you had to get have anal sex, and now he has to fuck you in the middle of the chest. 
<laughs> yes, that is exactly what nipples are for. <laughs> well, we saw that whole That's... nipple debacle. <laughs> All right. At least now you don't have to look at it. That's oh. a horrible image in prison. You just branded in I want the ability to turn off potent semen production with my brain. I don't want to have to go mm. to a doctor who takes a sharp knife so to good. specific areas of my penis. I want to be able to think no more potent semen. And How about just the ability to ejaculate at will? Uh, wait a minute. No, because you know what? Part of it's the adventure. Okay, mm. fair enough. Yeah. What do you mean the ability to ejaculate at will? To say, you know, up, and now I'm going to come and just do it. <laughs> like, 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 pretty much give it time, though. youngster. You'll get there. The same control as like you have for spitting. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you I've know, got, like, the, like I've the got all the control I need, it, it, then, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty solid there. I, that, that's not one of the upgrades <laughs> I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for external reproduction. I, I want the woman to lay eggs work. in a soft, cool area and the man to just ejaculate onto them, and, and that would be a reproduction. That and, sounds and we could just crappy compared to what wonder, we have now. No, no, my idea is much better. I've thought this out. I wonder if like that was a thing, if STDs would go up, because you'd be like, well, she's not going to get pregnant. She'll <laughs> be good. Maybe. Uh-huh, interesting. Because honestly, in my opinion, uh, the two worst things in the world, uh, probably, well, three, no, two worst things, Hitler and then condoms, probably, I think the two. Hitler and <laughs> condoms, huh? Probably. Really? Yeah. You're anti-condom? Am I missing, am I missing anything? I'm missing condoms anything. are good. Like condoms. No, no, condoms, condoms kind of suck in... Worst in thing in the world for Relative feeling. to not condoms, condoms suck. Condoms in my younger years were awesome because they helped me last longer than I would have otherwise. I, I, I like know. I felt like I was a minute man when I went bareback and I was an appropriate length man. Whatever that is, might be five, might be twenty five. But well, with I mean, a condom you, with a condom, would you say it's like a, a five and then without it's like a ten, or is it actually very close for you? Not uh, not time wise, but enjoy enjoyment. I guess you know. Look, the gasm's the same either way. It's it, you're good to go. Not for me. Nope. So nope. no. So, for me, I, I really don't think the gasm is tied too much. It seems to be a little better if I take longer. Maybe a lot of it's geared towards how recent my previous one was. But there is a feeling of intimacy that kind of gets taken away when you have that barrier. There's like a warmness and yeah. a, you know like a closeness. But um. Uh, if you're doing any kind of like young person sex, like teen or whatever, and, and you're not really the, uh, the the cowboy with the trick rope yet, then um, condoms will help you out. They will help you uh, uh, keep going. Condoms do exactly what I want to take away all the good feeling, so I can last as long as I'd like to. That's what I'm talking about. Man, yeah. I'm I'm so on the the other train. I, I feel like fifty yeah. percent of the I mean, reason I'm a serial monogamist is condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause I have a, I have, I have a insane fear. I've always had an insane fear of STDs. I had a weird upbringing. My dad, lots of weird conversations. Um, so I was always terrified of that, but man, it's just, I don't know. All my, all my like pregnancy scares happened with condoms that ended up like breaking or something went wrong. I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan. Uh, what was I going to say? My father, when I was a kid, 
would warn me that there are girls out there who would take advantage of me. I needed to resist their charms. Mm. And then by the time I became a teenager, I'm like, where the fuck are these women? <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of crap. <laughs> Somebody take advantage of me. Where can I find them? <laughs> Chad, though, seriously. seriously. <laughs> Draw me a map. Put an X on it. I will find these girls. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think they do what they're supposed to do, but... Personally, in my experience, I'm just, I'm not a fan in my life. We Everyone need something else better, right? What can we do that's better than that? Ugh. Medical science should be on this. The condom should be like some gel that you just like rub all over your penis yeah. and then you're good. The or sponge was better. Yeah, man. The sponge was better. Are the they sponge? legal again? Yeah, back, back in the day, sponges were a thing. And the girl would insert it kind of like a diaphragm. Uh, and uh it was the size of like a, a silver dollar but like this thick and um uh it, it was like a it, like a small diaphragm spongy and filled with spermicide and uh then then afterwards she'd like hook it out and it would almost like sort like if you could picture like an umbrella inside your nose and you scoop everything out with it yeah. and uh and it, i guess it would leave like a trail of spermicide behind and and it wasn't as effective as condoms like condoms are like 99 percent effective yeah. sponges and effectiveness if i recall correctly these are pka stats the way they measure it is they get like a couple to use this for five years and then how many of them have babies and sponges were like 89 or 91 percent effective like significantly less than condoms but significantly better than not birth protection, yeah. and uh, and you get pretty much the uh, you know the bareback feeling with a sponge. Yeah, yeah, but does that protect against all STDs? No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it's totally well, see, for people who are not even a condom doesn't protect against all STDs. Chlamydia can be transmitted with pelvic area contact. Yeah, but how hard is Lice. it to cure chlamydia? No, what is it called? I mean, Crabs. You can get mouth hurt just from kissing. I mean, it's all terrifying if you actually think you about it. You can also get <laughs> orgasms just from kissing, too. <laughs> that was true. But but hang on. The thing with STDs, what which STDs are incurable? Because I, I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure they've cured hepatitis C. I think I saw a rep, uh, Reddit thing about... Yeah, but you, do you have 84 Gs? No? Well, then fuck you. I could come up with it if I had hep, hep C. That's true. Come on, Indiegogo. Well, I mean, screw it. If you're gonna <laughs> exactly. you don't think I'll start a fucking Indiegogo? Well, I mean, if you if you have Hep C right, anyway, just start sucking dick. There you go. Do you guys remember Chippin? Do you guys remember Chippin? I remember Chippin. Why hasn't someone made that with the profit motive yet? Like, uh, you know, hey, a one percent deal. You know, you just donate to this guy. Skim off a, I don't know what an appropriate percentage is. If 1% or 0.1% or 5%. Three like a credit card companies. Three like a credit card company. I don't know. Throw something out there. It seems like you could make a chip insight in no time at all and it would be tremendously popular. Why wouldn't pay, PayPal should do that? I mean, it's right there. You have all the infrastructure. PayPal's a pain in the ass with a, like, I swear, you open up an account and people put money in it, all of a sudden PayPal's like, ah, I think we should freeze this shit. This looks suspicious. Oh, yeah, money into an account? But you know what, you know what would be sweet? Like, my ideal world, uh, would be, um, if, if I could take my Apple account and apply it to any purchase whatsoever. That would be the best thing in the world to me. Your Apple account? Yeah, like, just think, think how, how easy it is to just buy something. Right? I feel like it's one of the reasons why, why paid channels on YouTube won't work. How many fucking people have a Google Wallet compared to how many people have an iTunes account? People have Google Wallet. Valid point. Here's why Every people. Now have, and then. 
people have Google Wallet because Android's really popular, and mm. uh, that's how you buy. It's the it's the way that you purchase things for your Android phone. I'll, I'll do this. You... you may not have heard. I own the um, the world's best Minecraft server in the mm-hmm. multiverse. It's WoodyCraft.net, and about twenty percent of our purchases come through Google Wallet, and the other eighty are PayPal. PayPal. Well, because I was a big advocate of Google Wallet when it first came out. Well, actually, uh, Google Checkout uh, because they didn't have any uh, any fees uh-huh. the first year, uh, and it was awesome. But um, and I don't know if it's changed. If it's changed, then we might There's as well fees. offer it on our sites. But like, I couldn't sell it to people outside of the United States. It was crazy initially. So I don't know if it's that the same thing anymore. Changed. If it's a physical property, Android's so popular outside the U.S., I think, mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't looked in this carefully, but I think there's more Google Wallet purchases overseas for me than there are locally. That's really interesting. Yeah, because because, because Android is, uh, better yet, Apple's bigger in the U.S. and Android's bigger outside the U.S., or mm-hmm. maybe it's 50-50 in the U.S. and dominant Android outside. So um, uh, outside the U.S., lots of people have Google Wallet and stuff. See, it's always, it's, see, for that, like, that information is always interesting because I get very hyper-local because I, all of a sudden it's very easy to think, like, what you do and what the people around you do is what everyone does. And, yeah, so that's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, I like Google Wallet. It seems to, I don't know, to me that the experience is pretty much comparable to your Apple experience. Like, it just works. You buy things that you check out. and um, Something about PayPal, I feel like, Half the time I buy something with PayPal, there's some question I'm not sure if I'm answering right. Or I just log into my PayPal account, and there's a big ad where my account's supposed to be, and there's a button on it that clearly looks like you're supposed to click that, but you're not. You're supposed to find like the go to my account anyway button hidden in the corner. Or when I check out, they're like, hey, you know, click here. And then I leave the website I came from, and I go to the PayPal website, and there's this weird like sideways thing where I have to log in again. And there's a button I check or don't check depending on whether I'm on a public terminal. And it's just like, why is this whole experience so messed up? It, it The user interface on PayPal makes me second guess whether I'm using it right all the time, and I've used it a lot. Yeah. And, and you always got to remember their amazing customer service. And then I don't trust them. That's the other issue. Like, yeah. you know, you, you probably heard of Notch. He's the guy that wrote Minecraft. Yeah. He had $750,000 in his PayPal account, and... They locked it down for nine months. Now, these are PKA stats, but that's the story I'm told. Oh, that Seven... makes my story seem like a bitch story now. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought my story of losing 40000 for like a few free days. I was on vacation, and they had all – that was all my money, though. They had it all. Uh-huh. I hate PayPal. That's I, I don't use PayPal for anything big anymore at all. I drain my PayPal regularly. Yes, like, that. I, you every know, month. I, I need enough money in my PayPal to pay all my bills, right? I, I pay my staff with my PayPal. I pay my uh, server costs, my DDoS protection, all that stuff from PayPal. So I don't take it to zero or anything, but I certainly don't let it grow too large because I feel like that money could just get locked up at any time. They don't totally. have it. I mean – yeah, I mean, I think it's why, like, I, we do it, and I think more and more uh, of the independent guys just take uh, credit card directly. But that's, like, that's for my merchandise website. Obviously, sponsors, that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So, 
I have like business questions. I'm not sure you want to answer. It, it, we can do it after the show, or you can do it now if you want to. I'm an open book. Uh, I will literally only answer questions I am contractually not allowed to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're you and a couple of the the OG YouTube guys, right? Like uh, you, mm. Shay Carl, um, uh, Mystery Guitar Man, etc. Have gone beyond just YouTube views for dollars. Yeah, you have merchandising, you have a website where there, I assume you, do you land your own ad deals on your website? Uh, so the, the ad deals on site and the ad deals, I feel like, uh, 70% of the PDS, the Philip Franco show is, is sold. And then the other 30% we do the Netflix code just cause it's so good. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's all through uh discovery and rev three. Um, because a big a big portion of what I did, uh, I made SourceFed through through YouTube. Uh, YouTube that was one of the funded channels, and then uh, those channels and like some of the, the business stuff was acquired by Discovery. Because mm-hmm. I worked with Rev Three compared to yeah everyone else because they actually when I started working with them they just made me probably I want to say about six times as much, and I was doing all the same things. I didn't have to do anything, and I realized. I get the the audience building and the and the, the talent finding, and they get the the money. And so, why not work with those guys? Yeah, I like them too. Yeah, and it's it's somewhere that I was. I'm very ill-equipped. Um, <laughs> I don't like a lot of sales guys, um, but I'm also understandable. Or I also understand that sales guys are are invaluable. There's something special about them. My dad was one. It's essentially. A personable bullshit artist. That's really what it is. And I'm not that guy. The biggest problem I've ever had trying to sell my own stuff is that I don't know my value. I'm honestly not sure if a hundred, let's say I make a video and it's going to get between a hundred and 150,000 views, right? Something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know if that should be worth like a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, fifty thousand dollars. What do you think in your head that it works? Because, because your, your, but your opinion is probably based on what you've been paid. Right, I don't, I, you know, I would, okay, here's the thing. I looked at how much magazine ads cost, and I was shocked at how it, like, I, it was an oh, game yeah. informer, yeah. and um, people were paying, like, 150 grand for the amount of impressions that I would get in a week. And I was like, wow, wow, if I had, like, one-tenth of that every week, that would be so neat. Um, you know, if... Like what they pay is so crazy that you know, and and I think a pre-roll is actually a much better impression than a magazine ad, right? And a magazine mm-hmm. ad is uh, it you just you're like blind to it, right? You just sort of skip by, etc. A pre-roll you actually sit there. I mean, a lot of people could probably name the pre-rolls, the songs that get annoying, the thing. Like it does. People know about the product. Um. So, you know, by that measure, it's like, wow, you know, Week's Views should be worth 150 grand, really, because that's what it's worth in a magazine. Heck, if not, it should be worth 450 grand, because I think a pre-roll has a much bigger impact on a person than otherwise. But then on the other hand, it's like sometimes $100 might be appropriate, you know, for for a video. And that's why I can't sell my stuff. It's weird. Well, it's weird, right? Because it comes down to the audience, right? Um, 150,000 views from you. An active audience that, that has its own subreddit, they're they're rabid. I think I, I tweeted something, and then three minutes later, it was one of the like the top things on your subreddit, and it was like Woody, don't fuck this up, or some shit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, that sounds like, like them. That's, that's, 
that's that's an active community, right? So my big thing whenever I, I go to these these random things where I'm talking to old guys about money is all viewers were not created equal, right? Um, your guys are, are far more valuable than most likely 98% of other YouTubers because they're they're active, they care, they're a part of something. It's and it, it's not it sucks in a little bit because when when you describe it, you you start talking about people being worth a certain number, but it's more about how special of what you and what other YouTubers have created. These people that are a part of something. It's not that they just feel something. They are a part of it. And mm-hmm. if you actively like, like Netflix and you actively like things, that you're sharing it. And because of that, it's more valuable. And because of that, the dollar number goes up. Uh, I know that before we were talking about, or we actually started the show, we were talking about CPMs. From the business side, that's what we think. Uh, think of when we're we're creating stuff. I, our whole thing is like make cool shit, meet cool people, have fun, and then try and make a shit ton of money. If not, you know, make a decent amount of money and then also create new stuff. So I think the big thing is create the community first and then and then figure it out after. Um, but also play to your strengths. Uh, if you suck at selling ads, deal with the guys that are good at it. Yeah. I, so, so for example, right. Um, in the gaming community, people use capture cards. And I think the most popular one right now is Elgato. And I think Elgato. Fwiz got me on that. Oh, Fwiz has you on the Elgato? Well, he, uh, he mentioned it and I was like, I gotta try it and I love it. Okay. And so, I mean, that's another example of like proper advertising for you. So I think the Elgato is the second best one. Uh, okay. I, I think the Avermedia Live Gamer HD is the best one. The prices are so close. That's really not. I think they're within ten dollars, like one eighty, one ninety, or something. What like is it that. called again? Avermedia Live Gamer. Can HD? Can I throw it out here? I have yet to get my Avermedia card to work. So. Okay. So there's <laughs> a counter. We do have bad luck with tech, though. I don't have a deal with either one. <laughs> I don't have a deal with either one. I've actually talked to both of them about deals, and they're both good enough that I think I could back them. But I'm this is just me as a as a con- customer. I've owned them both. I've used them both, etc. And um, the Evermedia does some stuff that the other one doesn't. It could be your encoder. So if you have not a you know brand new PC, mm-hmm. then then you don't have to use your CPU. You could do video. You could do um, PC gaming. And then have your CPU devoted to the PC gaming and use the card to do all the rendering for you. And then I think the rendering is just a little bit better. I, I like the software. And so I was working with Avermedia. This is like a year ago, maybe a while ago. And we were trying to put together a deal. And it was hard to put a va- – like how much value is there on giving a company that makes capture cards an entry into the market? You know, like it, if I were to get full force and, and pimp them like I just did – they could be even with Elgato right now, maybe. You know, they, they could be... And, you know, I, I do sincere endorsements, right? Like, I don't back crap. Um, mm. uh, who knows? Like, Avermedia might be in a different position in the market right now if they had teamed with just two or three YouTubers, and that position in the market might be worth a quarter million dollars. You know what, MSI? You need to do your selling 780 Ti video cards. You need to sponsor PKA. Give us all... <laughs> SLI 780Ti video cards, we will sell them for you in droves. I, like guarantee I, I guarantee I can sell you more than they give me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I could sell you 780Ti's all day. They would be really wise, TIs. you know, to do that. Like, I, it, People are recognizing I do a lot of PC gaming, and I'm techie, right? So I, I, the 780Ti yeah. is actually the one. You know, like the lefty said that, that's the one I'd back. Um, it, yeah, so anyway, giving someone a position in... in 
in that anyway, it's worth a ton. Get on this. What'd you say? <laughs> he said the not not fuck to get, after not, that's not how to get them to do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I have sometimes I think that you know, like a, a deal with me that lasts six weeks or something should be worth like two hundred grand because it can make a big difference in in how something is thought about in the whole marketplace. Sometimes I think a deal with me that lasts six weeks should be worth two hundred dollars because I don't know how much of that really converts into sales, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's why I, I rarely do my own selling. Well, you have people that do that for you, though, right? I do. I do. Yeah, with various levels of success. Some high, some low. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway. The next thing you do should be probably should probably be Gamefly.com slash Woody. Should be what? Gamefly.com slash Woody. Gamefly.com slash Woody? Yeah, you man. Be... You got you to gotta jump in and impede on all my possible codes. Oh gosh! <laughs> I would like to get a Netflix code. Wait, GameFly? Yeah, Woody. Next up, GameDunzo.com/slash Woody. <laughs> uh, I'm just ripping on. Uh, Do a lot of people use that GameFly? That idea. You know what? Game I, uh, I was I was really I was kind of on the fence about it, and then uh, I was like, oh yeah, I think we we have that potential sponsor. And then I started messing with it, and I was like, oh my god, this actually works because I, I you kind of get complacent, and you get like, you know, you do well on YouTube, you sometimes don't look at your, your bank account, and then you do, and you're like, I waste so much fucking money on stupid shit. Like, I'm, cha- I changed my, uh, my, uh, my phone, my phone to, uh, to one of our sponsors because I didn't realize I was, like, spending $4,800 a year on my fucking phone bill, cause I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. Um, and so, and so, $4,800. Happens. Uh, because you're an idiot and you sign up to 40 gigabytes of data a month because you're like, I'll totally use that, but then you don't. Uh, I'm, I, I make say, lots I have of, six gigabytes of data and I've never come close to it. No, well, I have, I have a, well, I had a, a family plan on, uh, Verizon and I'm pretty sure I had a bunch of hotspots and a bunch of other stuff, but it was just, I don't know. And now I'm paying like, Sixty dollars a month max because I'm, I decided to go with a sponsor. Then I actually like them. Then they got on the show. Uh, I don't want to get hoary and mention them. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's we really support your whorism here on PK. Yeah, you already what? got a free I, month I, of Netflix. I mean, you said I listened to the best <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but no, but it's 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 cool because the the best thing, like the the best sponsorship in the world, is something that you don't just mention it's something that you actually utilize and that's yeah. why you're sharing it i no, i i do that all the time now now with pka our theme is if the money's there we don't care but the stuff no, but yeah i mean <laughs> but they're also the best channels on youtube this week. <laughs> but the but stuff no, but even even I, with like those sponsorships in the beginning they're they're small like startups that that wouldn't have that that voice otherwise so it, it totally makes sense in that in that light as well um Oh, 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 hey, I've got a, a question on a totally different wavelength. Did you have a conflict with Chicom City back in the day? <gasps> wow, I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> I had, uh, I had, I've had like several conflicts on YouTube, a lot less so now, uh, that I'm a little more grown. Um, no, Chai City, uh, God, I fucking, it sucked because I loved that channel because it was so ridiculous and he never pointed the camera at himself. Can, so I loved it. Can you give people a little back, like what his channel was about? No, I can't. I uh, so I, I literally just remember he never pointed the camera at himself. That's all I remember. I 
I don't know. All right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a hood pass. It was granted to me by this guy named Forrest. So I'm allowed to say stuff. He was a black okay. guy and he was really kind of inner city, right? I, I mean, he never pointed the camera at himself, but there's like voice differences, right? And um, everything he said was kind of like street smart and he was really excited. Like that was his thing. And he would just be like, I, I can't even remember what he'd talk about, but everything he said had this like inflection and excitement level that, that it, it brought you in with it. I remember he talked about like fast food. Did he once pay off stuff with pennies, like a traffic ticket maybe? Um, I know that he, uh, he gave money to people before like people started making fucking channels around like I'm giving money to homeless people. Uh, he, he like, he walked around and he gave like hundreds of people and it was cool. But yeah, he made, I think the, the thing you're talking about, I'm trying to find it right now. I think he made something called YouTubers exposed or some shit. That is the said, conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just, oh, it's so hard because I'm trying oh, to it think. It was fantastic. So, so let me lay it out and you can tell me if you remember anything okay. differently. Um, YouTube sent out, like an instruction kit almost, and they still do. And they say, hey, here's some things that might help you make a successful channel. Mm -hmm. If you upload on some sort of schedule, that really helps you. If you keep your videos at this length, at least I recommend a shorter one, like you know, two to five minutes, then people yeah. seem to like that more. Um, if you, whatever, use a handsome thumbnail, then, then people like that. And they would just sort of lay out some basic tips that if you're new to YouTube were actually really helpful to you. And then he held up this contract like it was a freaking CIA memo or something, like like the government, the president's daily briefing. And he's like, I got the inside shit for you. And he'd be like, upload videos on a schedule. They're trying to train you like you're rats. And, you know, they're, they, that's what, how little YouTube thinks about you. And, you know, do this. And he just – he interpreted everything in the How to Be Successful kit in the most negative possible way. And then you did okay. a response video to it. And you're like, yeah, people live their lives on a schedule. I get a daily paper. That doesn't mean the New York Times is trying to turn me into a rat. And and like it went, you sort of, sorry, responded to him like point by point. Does this ring a bell? I know that it it happened. It's so weird. Like there's through the years there have been so many random things. There was also uh, for a little bit. I think Twitter was around then, but it was like so early that I'm like, was Twitter around? <laughs> there was also this thing with this guy by the name of Asa the Comic. And apparently some guy told him that, and it was like a hashtag for a bit, Philly D called somebody. Um, and apparently I had called someone at YouTube to shut down his account. I think his friend was <laughs> fucking with him. I've been but accused like, of that a lot it. of times. Go on. No, and like, and, and I was like, what are you talking? I just remember I was, I was in San Francisco. I think it was because I was going to YouTube headquarters as well. And I was like, are you a crazy person? Because it was also a guy that I enjoyed his videos. Like, I thought he was mm -hmm. a really fun, funny guy. Uh, and out of nowhere, he just lashed out at me. And that was my first instance of, oh, sometimes people on YouTube can be crazy. Yeah, um, dude, I, I'm sorry to, to, to interrupt your story. So go for, it, for whatever reason, people make hate videos about me. I get one every two weeks or so. And... um Oftentimes, my fans will flag his videos for bullying or something, and then I always take the heat up for it. They'll be like, proof, my video was taken down for bullying. Meanwhile, it's bullying. They're like attacking me and my kids, and it's, it's they're like the most horrendous stuff, and my fans are yeah. like, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be. 
<laughs> and then they think that I sent my fans to them. And the truth is, I'm completely mum on the topic. I never say a thing. They never have a tweet, a Facebook post, or a video from me instructing these people to do things. They're just loyal. They just see right and wrong, and they, they take down the video. And um, that right there is more guidance than I've ever given them before. <laughs> like, but, but, like, I'm always innocent. But they view the fact that a bullying video was flagged as bullying as proof that I'm guilty. And it, it, it's happened to me a bunch of times, but I've, I've oh, never man. actually done it. And you'll see, there's never a tweet, never a Facebook. They think I, like, subliminally, subliminal, sub, subliminally. Subliminally. Thank you. I, I'm struggling right oh, now. I was uh, like, subliminally? Subliminally. Send out, like, <laughs> you know, ESP waves and get them to do it. But, uh, but yeah, I've been accused of silly stuff. What, you and Will of DC had a... I met Will of DC, <laughs> and I asked him about it, and he would not say anything negative it, it was all kind of like well it's in the past and was and that recently then i'd i'll call it 2013 early 2013 maybe it was a yeah, battlefield for like sneak peek and uh he had nothing negative to say about you well good <laughs> <laughs> well he sees an interesting case i uh if he's not saying anything then good on him i'm glad <laughs> um, give us the dirt give us the dirt no, I mean, you know, it's, those are, I think a lot of that is from, it's from complicated days, man. Like he's a, he was a YouTuber reporting on YouTubers. I was an anti-network guy that helped start Maker. Like it's fucking, it's, it's a, it was a weird complicated place, especially when I was so hot headed for my first four years on YouTube. When I left, when I left Maker, I like, I don't know what I made like this video where it was like set fire to everything and I was only angry at one person. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I can't say anything negative. Hmm. Eh, well that's usually a good place to be, not saying negative things about other people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how I've grown business. over the past few years. I'm trying. <laughs> yes, I've grown up not being like accusing people of things and saying <laughs> mean things to others. No, but I I liked Will of DC's show. Like I, I I don't know. He stayed on top of YouTube news. I thought stuff was fairly well researched. There was one thing though. There was one thing. Um, and and I talked to Will of DC about this in person too. He backed Coney 2012. Right? He was totally uh, pro. He, he's like I've known about uh, what was the charity associated with it? <laughs> Something like about kids, children. Give us money so we can get drunk in the middle of the street. No, 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 oh, no. There was a org. kid. They came to his <laughs> high school. Org. That's how you know it's legitimate. There was yeah, a there thing. Oh, come on. It come was on, a come charity. On. Charity associated with Coney 2012 that was like something had children in the name of it maybe. No one knows this? Mm-mm. I'm looking. I barely remember the Coney 2012 crap. God. Wait, so so get to the point. So what what is uh what is so everyone invisible was saying, children. Invisible children. Thank oh, you. Look oh. at Philly D's like get to the point. Sorry, <laughs> Philly D. I've, I've, I've had enough of the, this Belvedere to be like, come on, but for really though. Oh <laughs> Belvedere. Oh Mister. I'm <laughs> top of the YouTube game. I'm sitting hey, here drinking Miller hey, Light. I as a, as a random uh, birthday present. Because my birthday was December first, I got one of those douchey bottles that they give you at a club, apparently, and so I need to drink that, otherwise I'm going to be rude. Well, there you go. That's a perfect reason to get shit face drunk. 
I'm Whoa. lost. So but Will I, of DC. So Will of DC was like Coney 2012 is not a scam. Everybody is acting like they're in the know. All you have to say is this thing's a scam, and then suddenly you sound like the person who has the scoop, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Philly D, if you to do a 24-hour live stream giving all the money to wounded veterans, and I said, dude, he's keeping 80 percent of that. I heard they'd be like, oh, Woody knows something I don't know, and that's what. He said was the phenomenon behind Coney 2012. Then I uploaded a video also saying, you know, everyone's knocking Coney 2012. And th- this is just a really well done video with people who are trying to do good things. Uh, you know, you're all on this hate bandwagon and you're crazy. And then he starts masturbating on the corner of L.A. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait, I was like, is this before or after? <laughs> before. And, and then, uh, you know, and I, I eventually met Will of D.C. I'm like, your poorly researched video was the basis of my poorly researched video. <laughs> I, think I, might, I think I may have co-signed with you at that time. On, <laughs> that may have been a dual commentary. I may have been part of that. We were all hooked. It was, dude, that video was well made. That I was yes, not hooked on the Cody stuff. Not, oh, no, grade not A propaganda. And, and Willow DC is like, oh my god, I so regret making that video. And I um, was like, yeah, let's go get that guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were just, no, I was I was pro Cody 2012. I, I, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, we go get that guy. You're talking about Cody when you say that. I, I didn't yeah. follow up for a second. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he's the worst guy in the world. He's still out there, this and that. And, and a lot of people would say, like, well, aren't there other people to focus on? He hasn't, he hasn't killed anyone lately. And I'm like, no, there's no statue of limitations on murder just because he did this four and a half six years ago doesn't mean he gets off scot-free go get some and uh turns out you know cody just was cody was a bad guy but the charity whole thing the people leading it and i still want and also also the faction that the charity supported also used child soldiers and was also ransacking villages and murdering people how many views did it get a lot there's like 50 million or 80 million or something. But it, it could very well be that the charity and the charity's faction were just a little bit less evil than Coney. But yes. it was like, it was like, uh... <laughs> and then, uh, but the the guy that, you know, went bonkers and masturbated on the corner in some LA street, <sighs> Phil, back me up here. A little bit of public life can make you bonkers, right? He went from zero to 60 in no seconds. He well, was just, he went from zero to 60. Like, I don't, a guy like that, I don't imagine he's like, hello, honey, and like drops his briefcase off and like he does, and then he's just masturbating on the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't think that happens. Really? I, I, I had in my head, like, it, like, okay. Do you feel like you're capable of that? Well, I mean, just I've never been caught, so let's not <laughs> <laughs> more than capable. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of show off the cervix pounder. As I uh, mentioned earlier, I've got a little bit too much on I my call hands. It cervix hit. <laughs> but like, have you never? You've been in this game so long now. I'm sure your skin is thick as a rhino hide. But there probably was a time when it wasn't. When you know, you can imagine. Your popularity times 10 because Anderson Cooper's, you know, talking about you and Fox News is reporting on you and the whole thing's going wild at one time and you have no background in this kind of spotlight. It could make a, it could make a sane guy crazy. I think when you talk about possibilities, sure. I think it's definitely easy for someone to feel like the whole world's closing in on them, uh, that they react in that way, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> uh, 
but it's yeah, I mean it's it's a severely unique situation. I uh, I think it's possible. I think that something else had to be going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, of course, it, at some point, you know, the the fame from the Coney video. I mean, but otherwise, you can end up, I don't know, drinking your own piss on YouTube or fucking your cousin or something. But yeah, <laughs> you never. I mean, he he. There were clearly some psychological issues there because you're taking liquor the and, out of PKA, bro. <laughs> liquor, <laughs> liquor and fame doesn't make you masturbate on a corner of. Yeah, that's an I don't odd think. way to express yourself, huh? Yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. if they told me that he assaulted some guy at, like, a subway, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he just couldn't fucking take it anymore. They didn't have brown mustard, and he said enough's enough, goddammit. <laughs> Falling but, down. He's like, so you're, you're saying that you've never been so drunk that you were like, what if I'm masturbated in public? In broad daylight. Like, like it just doesn't make <laughs> sense. I, I, I've never been that day it, drunk. I'm trying to put it, it Yeah, is it weirder that it was during the day? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. For me, that's well, a nighttime like, activity. four in the morning, you can make an excuse, like... It was four in the morning. He was hammered drunk. <laughs> he couldn't get home. What was he on? I was he on? Does anyone know? Mm, all sorts of amphetamines, perhaps. Change. <laughs> you know what? I don't even know what amphetamines <laughs> are. Uh, speed. So, so you know, crystal methamphetamine. Something that's okay. Uh, he's out of his mind, wired up, just think, not thinking like himself. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. He was on. I can't believe I duped all these people into giving me all this money. Dude, you would think you would think after a ride like that, you you would see him, and it would be like an Old Spice commercial. Hello, I'm on a horse. Now I'm on a yacht. Now I'm on my mattress <laughs> that you all built. Thank you. Like that would be that would be his gig. But did the money not go to the charity? You know, I don't know what happened to the money. All I know I, is that guy got caught jerking off in the street, and we yeah. never caught that evil man. <laughs> I don't claim to actually know to be a forensic accountant as to what actually happened to the money. Mm-hmm. It's just. It was it was shady at that point when it's like, wow, you col- you collected all this money for all the, this horrendous thing, and you were you know painted yourself this warrior, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're drunk on the streets of L.A., kind of touching yourself. What we were saying at the time was he should take all that money and hire mercenaries to like actually go get the guy. Like that would that seemed to us to be the most reasonable option. If yeah, you instead that. of using all that money to gain publicity for the scenario to get the U.S. Army to take an interest in it, all you need are the expendables. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hey, now, even with the props from that movie, you could probably. Take, um, <laughs> They're just props, you know, rubber yeah. knives and guns exactly. that don't shoot. Yeah, who cares? Show what? You got a prop AC-130 shooting flares at people. <laughs> freak out! Like, oh my god. Philly D, did you see The Wolf of Wall Street? I haven't yet. No, I. Uh, uh, we were gonna see it tonight, and then I was like, no, I was like, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, this podcast. Goddamn right, you. <laughs> he froze. Is he frozen for everyone or just me? Yes. Yeah, he's frozen for me. I think right. he said he was he was switching between 3G and Wi-Fi. I don't know what he's on now, uh, but it could be either. But I want to see his face. It's frozen. I don't want to see. Yeah, let's put him on. Is he? Can, if is I put he? him here, will we get this full? No, he it doesn't won't. work. Oh, it's the monkey. <laughs> the monkey's back. Up oh, there he is again. He's muted. I don't know if he knows. There it is. There we go. I, uh, I'm having a I'm having to connect through my phone right now. I don't know what's happening with my Wi-Fi. It's happened like four times. You could oh, be getting go uh, maybe it's derp trolling trying to take you down. Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, no, so I I haven't seen the uh, the Wolf of Wall Street though. I was gonna go see it tonight and then uh and then I was like no I'll hang out uh I'll hang out with you guys. Uh, I I just saw it. I will not spoil it for you, but I'll say this: I was going to take my daughter. 
There's a oh lot of sex God. in that movie. I had <laughs> no idea. I, I she couldn't go. She had some fencing practice things she needed to do. I I, I would have been watching so many blowjobs right next to Hope that I'm glad that she couldn't make it. Yeah, I was gonna say when you mentioned that you'd watched it earlier, I was gonna be like, "Did you take your daughter to that one?" Because, and I, I even asked you, I was like, "Isn't there like an orgy scene?" He's like, "Oh, there's many orgy scenes." Yeah, there's a couple of those. There's I I don't even know how many orgy scenes there were. I I could throw out a number like eleven. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's not spoilery to be like, uh, you don't want you know your children to see Jonah Hill's penis. Didn't, didn't the Wolf of Wall Street break the f bomb record in movies? Yes. Yeah. Really? What yep. did it beat? What did, did it, Casino or Good? It beat. Uh, I think it Probably. beat Casino. I uh, dude, the n bomb record for that Django movie. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that was just that was just you know what's his face showing off. Yeah. Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, that's actually that was the name I was trying to think of. He made the uh, the one feel good Holocaust movie. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, well, there was more of a oh, wait, wait, movie. yeah. Um, what was that called? Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. I actually have never. I've been thinking about that for two hours. Inglorious <laughs> Bastard lives up to the hype. You should watch that. You should watch that. Uh, Netflix.com/slash/Woody. It might be on there. It's not. <laughs> Fucking, it, it could be not someday. Yet. Now, Woody. <laughs> The orgy naked sex scenes in Wolf of Wall Street, because I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. and when I th- when I hear Wolf of Wall Street, I just think of the original Wall Street with Charlie Sheen, etc. Is the is the nudity and sexual content? Is it like, does it make sense in the context of the movie, or yes. does it just seem like it's thrown in there for like? No, oh, no, no. It, and I won't ruin it, but it's very much about a guy who gets super rich and lives a life of wild excess. And um, he does a lot of drugs. He does a lot of women. And you know what? The show's like three hours long. And somehow, like, even though if I were to recap it, I'd be like, guy finds a way to get rich. Guy parties way too hard until, you know, things go rough. Somehow that synopsis works in three hours. It held up. It was well paced, even though there's really not much more to the story than that. Yeah, that's Martin Scorsese for you. He makes those really long, really good fucking movies. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it was a really good movie. I liked it. It's not for everybody. It's, if you don't like watching people do drugs and have sex, it might not be for you. But These <laughs> are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go see that. I, I really want to see it. I may see it tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I dug it and I, I'm, uh, they villainized him for being rich to some extent. And I don't think being rich is a crime. Although he, I mean, he did crimes too. <laughs> <laughs> Although he I mean, he committed crimes, crimes to be rich, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But it, he was a, he worked really hard though. It's like somehow it, while what he did was shady and, and I, you learn in the first couple of seconds, he sold stocks he didn't believe in and stuff like that. Um, and, and there were real victims to it. I couldn't help but admire his work ethic because like, he, even though they paint him as a not so great guy, no one ever sh- you know, doubted his work ethic. The guy was just driven to you know meet his goals. And, uh, you know, that aspect of him, I kind of respected. Even though and that can explain why there's no bankers in jail as a result of the fallout of the economy. 
they all respected their work ethic. They're like, you know what? You may have done some really shady shit, but you worked very hard, so we're not going to put you in jail. <laughs> You're right about There really should be. Someone must have done something illegal in that. And, and, and I think there's you know a what? series of illegal things that happen. Yeah, lots of illegal stuff. Probably. You know what? You know what doesn't cut it anymore? The whole oh, you know what's really outrageous is that none of this is illegal. No, that doesn't cut it anymore. Stop it. At some point, people need to go to fucking jail, like the bankers or like the NSA. You know, the whole NSA file was. One of the ridiculous things is that this is all legal, given the FISA courts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No. No, 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 no. It's it, it, At some point, it ceases to be, you know, it's wondering if it's all legal. It's illegal at some point, and people need to go to jail. It's an egregious, it's an affront to all the things that we try to do. And or at least need to go be a contestant on Running Man 2014. There you go. Jesse Ventura. Who's going to be the Who's going to be the flame guy on the on the Running Man? Um, I think we. Right? So here's here's my vision for the show. I I I envisioned the ratings would be so big that that this would be bigger than anything we'd ever seen before. So the salaries that you see pro athletes get, getting would be nothing. So mm-hmm. our best and brightest athletes who also had a penchant for violence would definitely. <laughs> Definitely be funneled into the Running Man program, and so you'd be getting you'd have guys with fifty, hundred, hundred and fifty million dollar salaries because they can wield a chainsaw like none other. Philly D, I don't know so, if you know you're muted. No, I'm. I was just thinking. I'm so excited that we get to see Ray Lewis again. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he totally yeah. murdered that guy, <laughs> or at least he knows uh, who did it, and that his suit just magically disappeared. We don't even know. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's I, a Super Bowl champion, you guys. Yeah, now he's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then and then when somebody asks him about it, he says, only God knows the answer to that. Stop oh, asking Jesus. questions. Because oh, God. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. You, that struck a chord, didn't it? You remember that press conference where he was asked, and he said, only God knows. God well, knows I just feel God like it's the, it's the get-out-of-jail-free card for everyone. And if, you know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> He's trying Wings. really hard to not say things. Yes. So just, yeah. How much would you pay for uh, for a month worth of Running Man 2014 coverage? Zero dollars. You what? you're not down. Zero. You wouldn't subscribe to my network of, of uh, evil. I don't I don't really care about watching celebrities cut each other with a chainsaw. That's no, that's not what we have. This is how my show works. So we start out and we introduce the bad guys. It's it's pretty much the Running Man. We, we show you the bad things they've done, the people they've hurt. We show that they're unrepentant. We don't just throw like people who cheat on their taxes in here. These are the monsters of our society. You've heard of them before. Mm-hmm. These are the, the people who have been in headline cases. These are the guys, like that gentleman who had all those women in his in his basement. Uh, and you basically the saws the pro um, athletes that chased them down and killed them. Wait, did you just say yeah, fine yeah. brother? I was, yeah, I was going to say, you know, the fine brothers did that thing with the guy's interview, and it was hilarious. Oh, 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 you I mean, you... uh, oh, shoot, who are they? I thought you were going oh, to say Shmoya. the, the yeah, Fine Brothers had yeah, people yeah, yeah. in their basement. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. don't judge them. I was like, I've been there. I haven't seen more than two people. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the people you've got there. So you're motivated to see these people, you know, have harm done upon them. And your stars, the people who are wielding the chainsaws, flamethrowers, battle axes, or whatever... They're going to be famous people too. A Rod is going to be on the show. Saw all over your plans. 
Okay. All right. First off, you have the running man, which is you're basically paying pro athletes to kill like convicted felons and murderers yeah. and rapists and stuff. So far, what about no all salt. the children that want to grow up to be an executioner in the running games. Yes, that like, would that's their fun. life goal. Now. They're training. Mm-hmm. They're working hard. It's not so they play football. It's not so they can be a good part of the community. It's so they can cut a motherfucker's head off with a chainsaw. Running man 2025 so will be extreme. I agree. <laughs> no, this is outstanding. So what you're saying is that future generations of executioners will be better than the first one. Better, faster, stronger, and more lethal. These are a well, few about, of my favorite the, things. The kids that want to grow up to be in the what, Are they going to start doing in high school? Are you going to start training executioners right out of high school? We will like have football? high school teams that work with wooden chainsaws competing against one another to see who will be the best executioner. Like the best medieval fairs. Medieval fairs will take on a whole new level of importance. It will be added as a Division this. One collegiate sport. Harpoon throwing. And, and they'll just murder each other in, until we have elite executioners that go really pro. Make it fun for the, the crowd. Dominator! Though. 88% harpoon accuracy. Chainsaw efficiency in the third level. There'll be I'm some guy top. dressed completely in Christmas lights who pummels people with mag lights. Two of them, like nunchucks. And who's he? And he sings opera while driving to murder them. <laughs> I pictured like Deion Sanders dressed like Turbo from Gladiators in the shit. Exactly. Yes. Now How you're getting awesome it. That? I'm seeing no salt in the plan. Mm-hmm. All you threw yeah. was was I gravy. Love this, this would make billions. <laughs> it would not make billions. It We're living in a world where they're trying to get rid of it guns. It wouldn't your make billions. Have, don't it would make fun. trillions. How do the Hunger Games happen, Wings, huh? Explain that. <laughs> it happened. It was a movie. That's history. That's history. Explain it. I that's, read it. That's read humanity. Before. Philosophy, yeah. that's Hobbes. It's Nietzsche. Right there. I'm telling you, this would work. Everyone would tune in. And, you know, with a little camera work, we can keep it from being too gory. Mm-hmm. Hell, you can keep it I keep from it being gory Have you ever watched all? one of those Mexican beheadings with the chainsaw, Kyle? I don't have think you ever watched a hunting video? They're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just give them all, just give them all tranquilizer darts. You don't, it doesn't have to be gory at all. Oh, no, they're, we're using chainsaws, for uh, sure. Well, we have our own brand deal with the chainsaw <laughs> company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sponsored by steel. Put it on pay-per-view. <laughs> I, I, I would pay... How gory? How, like, what's our? How dense is the programming, Kyle? On your idea, like, are, can we sell a channel around this? Or is oh, it absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so, it's like the Truman so Show. The and, with and murder. So, and so you have <laughs> primetime events, of course, but during the day, you're showing highlights, reruns, mm-hmm. um, and, and you, 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 no commercials, zero commercials on this network. You're gonna have all of your uh, advertising dollars considered a sport, brand integration. Brand integration, huh? Brand like integration. We're, we're hunting tonight in the Home Depot. You know, that, that would be a great episode. In the Home Depot home? Yeah, totally. That would be yeah. awesome, right? The guy just grabs like a, a pickaxe and, uh, in a, in an angle grinder. He's like, let's yeah. get some. Yeah, he has to, you know, it would be, a, it would be half running man, maybe integrate some junkyard wars. We would have the a paper, good time. The paper reviews would be like Charles Manson and like these, these real known well serial killers. Oh yeah. The first thing I would do would, would go to, you know, the guys we have on the bench already. The, the, the hardcore famous criminals who are just rotting away in a jail cell somewhere. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer's not doing us any good. I can't nope. laugh at his hijinks. Charles Manson, not doing any good. I think one of those Oklahoma City bomber guys is still alive. Let's get his ass Dahmer out there. See how fast he can move. Oh, did he? Yeah, I th- and now that you mentioned it, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Anybody Research and reanimate him, put him in the fucking game. Anyone with name recognition, you throw <laughs> him in there. Boston Bomber. Uh, uh, who's the, uh, who's the, the guy from Florida? 
George Zimmerman, put his ass in there. He hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> he would be one of the executioners. Well, wait, since since when are we no, letting the courts the deal with this? Dude, that's how you get your ratings boost. George Zimmerman is your executioner. <laughs> oh, God. And, they, awesome. and, and all of the contestants are driven to his area so that he can legally say he was standing his ground. Oh, my God. That's what he does. Oh, my God. The stand your ground, Brooke. <laughs> And the crowd were chanting, of course. You got 50, you got 50 caliber machine guns. <laughs> it's a little, it's a subset of the game. Maybe he'd do a dance to some hip-hop music and twirl some pistols around, and then he'd sprint he'd into the Home Depot. They'd yeah. dress up the prisoners in hoodies with Skittles and Arizona iced tea. <laughs> oh, right, now I've gone too far. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that pushed the line. Look at it all you want, but you just slapped us in the face with death. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I, I do think that I, – I will say this. I don't think that something like that happening in our human history is 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 extremely unlikely. I think eventually something like that might happen where we've got some sort of death game type scenario going on for, entertain, for entertainment. Well, if you I, think about it, that Because yeah, I would buy that. That game is, that. is an extension of, like, the Judge Judy courts. It's justice yes. being doled out commercially. Yeah, I would have – Judge Judy would be an executioner. We'd give her a crossbow or something and, like, fly around <laughs> in a helicopter. But, like, you know, she's not spry anymore. You've seen her. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. no, I can see her, like, sitting backwards on an ATV <laughs> with a crossbow, <laughs> like, being yeah. moved into position to shoot. It would be awesome, and you could have guest executioners. I, ex- the word executioner's got too much negative connotation. There. Sitting president can come in and execute somebody? Maybe a hunter. Or Obama? Uh, That's the weirdest argument I've heard. <laughs> the word executioner. It's so fucking flawed, because once this shit gets privatized, like how it's probably going to start it is, it, you're going to start getting motherfuckers. They're eventually going to run out of popular people, so you're going to have to set people up. To oh get yeah, put into this thing. they're gonna be found guilty just because they're charismatic. By this yeah. time, Kyle's already a multimillionaire, so trillionaire with a T. Yeah. Dude, that would be a million, you could be millionaire overnight. The first pay per view will make you a millionaire. Absolutely, the first year so, in, you're so, a billionaire. So I think we're getting carried away here. I'm not actually going to start this network, but <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. Do it. Do it. You're committed. Now. Do it. It's like Bum, Matt Lincoln. You bum do racing it. is much more likely to happen than this. Bum's Night Out? Bum's Night Out. Bum Racing. I remember Bum Racing. That was the one where they pulled the chariots. Let me just say that when I ran these ideas past my girlfriend, who is a wonderful human being, by the way, she literally cried at dinner. Like, she cried when I told her these ideas and made me promise not to do them. And there was a couple sitting next to us, and I think I guess they thought I was being an asshole because, you know, she's crying at the dinner table. And I ran the idea past him, and they both nodded and smiled and was like, yeah, that's a great idea. It is a great then idea. She, then she cried harder and left. So <laughs> yeah, we're not no, talking about I, night out anymore. I, I want a good sturdy bum, you know? Oh, my God. Like an ex-athlete. It's that the bum thing's like more of a sensitive topic. Because like when I first Don't got on. Don't you talk about the bums? The bums. <laughs> well, because when I first got on uh, the Internet, like – as like a daily thing, that was like the high the the high time of bum fights. Yes, oh, right. You know, that was like that weird thing that existed that like everyone's like, yeah, that was a thing. Bum fights there was, was weak sauce. Have you ever seen felony fights? Oh god, yeah. No. Oh my goodness, 
They literally hire ex-felons to fight each other. And these guys are so mean. There was one guy. One guy. <laughs> he wouldn't fit like he was on our podcast, right? Like, he just seemed like a personal guy. Maybe he was in for a drug violation or something like that. And the guy he was up against was an animal. He growled. He's like, I'll fucking kill him. And you're like, oh, my God, he's crazy. He's crazy. And the guy's like, I think I can hold him on. I think I can take this guy. I've got, like, some karate or something. And the guy's like, I'm going to kill him and I'm going to eat him. And you're like, wow, this is insane. They start fighting, right? Animal guy gets the takedown, and the camera's not really in position, but you hear him screaming, He's biting my face! Make him stop! He's biting my face! He's biting my face! And you're like, somebody make him stop. No one's making him stop. The camera gets in closer, and you can see the guy's trying to rip his cheek off with his teeth. Yeah, and they eventually, like, you separate him or something, and he has serious bite wounds, like, in his upper cheek area. And I'm this like, guy was biting him in a, an aggressive, animal-like fashion. Yes. And at first, I was like, nah, he's not biting him. Biting then you him. Saw Holy the shit, wound. he's biting him. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And, and you know, oh, the, some of these guys were warriors fighting each other, just like duking it out. Guy goes down, comes back up. The other guy goes down, and, and they just had so much heart in their fight. Other times, they were just ridiculous mismatches. It's hard to say which is more entertaining, but none of it is really good for the soul. No, it's really hard stuff. Like, I like that you ended it there, but you had so much joy described. Oh, it's terrible stuff, but it's really entertaining. You mentioned bum fights. A lesser known spinoff of bum fights was The Bum Hunter. Now, this guy dressed up like Steve Irwin, put on a fake Australian accent, and literally hunted homeless men outside of Los Angeles with a couple of other guys in a camera crew. He would net them, tie them up, and then while they were asking, you know, the questions we would all ask if attacked in the middle of the night by strangers with cameras, what are you doing? Who are you people? He is literally measuring them, like measuring their skulls, giving the measurements to someone with a like a, a pen and pad, and they're writing them down. And he he writes on the guy's forehead with like a sharpie to like mark him, like if they capture him again. And it is the most dehumanizing, most horrible thing I've seen ever, probably. And it is so fucking hilarious because this guy does not break character. Oh, oh, look at this guy right here. Here's a big one. Come on, get him down. Get him down. Looks like about 14 centimeters across his forehead. And it's just like, holy shit, is this guy for real? Did you, These is are he, crimes. He's not the same guy that would run from police, is he? Do you know who I'm talking about? No, no, no. That's Nedge. Nedge. No. Was he like the urban jockey or something? The, or? Um, uh, urban um, – he called the one where he jumped on the guy the urban rodeo. This guy would do this fantastic thing. What he'd do is he'd go to a shopping mall or something like that, and he'd he'd remove a um like an anti theft device from a piece of clothing, walk through the thing so the alarm goes crazy, look at a cop and run. And his whole thing was to run from police. And the guy had legs. So, like, he'd just do laps. The, the cops were all, always looked like they had a couple donuts too many. He'd, he'd find, like, a picnic table. He'd stand on it. He'd, like, mock like an ape or something, then run. And for some reason, when he got to, like, a burger, burger joint. Burger King. A burger King or something, he was safe. And I don't understand what made it that safe. It was safe. a made-up rule he had for the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, you... You run from them, you get to a burger joint, and you're safe. And and he did it repeatedly. And yeah. another ga- 
Another little game he made up for himself was called Urban Rodeo, and that's when you literally sit in a public place, like by you know a community area, a big water fountain in front of a major building, and you wait until you see a big guy. Then you run, jump on his back, and ride him like a, ride him for eight seconds if you can without getting thrown off, and then get the fuck out of there before he kicks your ass because he was, of course, a really big guy. Yeah, and he does it, <laughs> and these people are like screaming and trying to buck yeah. him off. Some of them were just confused, like they were assaulted, and you almost felt guilty mm-hmm. for him. Some of them wanted to fight about it, but they couldn't keep up with this guy because he's pretty no one like, agile. Yeah, he's he's just an urban runter, urban runner. He was, he's, he's, I, I think he was a you know he plays he plays a lot of football. Kitty knows him well, and and he's just in very good shape. His cardio is outstanding, and there aren't many cops that can catch him. No. <laughs> Yeah. It, so the knockout game is bad, but the hump game. But dude, totally, totally. This guy's never hurt anybody. He's been arrested many times. No, I didn't like the injured. one where he threw food. You didn't. No, I, it seemed meaner because, than the other. Okay, ones. so that one was set up. They were set up by their friends in that situation. If that makes you feel any better, it does. The people getting pummeled were like, you know, it was like I was like, yeah, go get Woody. It was one of those because it, it like if I remember right, there was a scoring system, and they would like disassemble a cheeseburger and throw the pickles and stuff. But the pickles well, were like covered with ketchup and mustard. So so mm. what he would do, he'd go to a fast his fast food restaurant of choice and buy just a big bag of stuff, you know, three three double cheeseburgers, five Big Macs, twenty chicken nuggets, whatever. And then out of the sunroof of his car with someone else driving, he would throw them at people on the side of the road and and. Each item had a point value attributed to it, which would be tallied at the bottom of the screen. So if he hits him with a Big Mac, it's 100 points. If he chicken nuggets him, it's 20 points. And he's just wailing on people with food. And they're just, they're like, what the fuck? And he's screaming while he does it. Big Mac, take a Big Mac. God, have some chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. It's, it's pretty funny. I like the other stuff better than that, though. Yeah. He never really get, like, did he not keep doing it, or? He is attempting a run at YouTube right now. Kitty's been uh, assisting him with that. Mm. I think it's been slow going thus far. My, my question, Kyle, is would you shed a tear or be like, oh, that's not right if he tried to prank somebody and they shot him in the fucking face? Well, it dep- I, w- I wouldn't like it if they shot him. It depends on if the they pr- tried to If he tried to hump him and like, oh, I'm humping you, huh? I'm going to run away. And they're like, no, I'm going to shoot you in the <laughs> motherfucker. It depends. Really it depends. Up. I think if he's running away, then you kind of know what he was going on, right? He, he, they didn't hump him. What he'd do is a piggyback ride. If he piggybacks ride me and then he runs away, I don't feel like I could shoot him in the back. But if he piggyback rides me and I kind of fling him to the ground, and all I know so far is it was an unsuccessful attack from behind, a shot in the head is completely warranted. Okay. All right. Then you guys are all right. If you were like, oh, don't shoot him in the face, then then fuck both of you. When when Woody and I were in Boston, we were walking down the sidewalk, and there was a guy maybe – four paces in front of us. It was a really busy sidewalk by a park. Mm-hmm. And some weird dude with like his face painted and a costume on literally like halfway jumps on this guy's back. Like 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 I remember he, this. And like like put his hands on the guy, like shook him violently and screamed in his ear. And I, I remember and then the guy was like, what the fuck is your problem? And he was like, haha, just kidding. And everybody was cool with it. And I remember telling Woody, I was like, you know, if he'd done that to me, I'd have fucked his day up. I yeah. would hit that guy. I would have <laughs> taken that as an attack, and like that would have been the end of it. Right, yeah. You, you can't jump me and startle me and whatnot and not yeah, expect he, a counterattack. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a pretty violent attack, and it happened literally like right in front of us, so we were both just like... And I remember thinking like that would not have gone well if he had chosen... The next two people, like you know, yeah. a, a quarter second behind those people, he decided to fuck with. 
Yeah. Because there's that there's that French guy that um that pretends to be Mario from Love Mario that guy. Kart. Oh god. Hilarious, right? Ricky Gillard? Uh, no, that's not yeah. right. Um Gillard? Something yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to say that's right. He's also really good at soccer. Oh, yes, really? he is incredible. He's got great trick shot videos. Hmm. But you know what I wouldn't feel an and like the least bit sorry for is if he's fucking with somebody on the road and they just run his ass over because he's in a little ass fucking go kart. <laughs> like I'm throwing things at your car, ha ha. And then they're just like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna run you over. Fuck you, jerk off." <laughs> I would not feel people. the least bit sorry for that loss of life. Lefty, has someone been fucking with you in your real life? You seem to have a lot of anger and venom toward anyone who might bother you during your day. I, anybody that upsets me deserves death. Yeah, that's what you're, you're like, death Summary to these death. people, death to those people. Especially America. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you see, what he said to stop it, so I got to cool it with those jokes. Because I can't be a hypocrite and be like, yeah, stop it, but then I'm going to keep making the jokes about that. But, you know, once in a while, it's all right. I think mm-hmm. racist lefty joke has all but died. The 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 Reddit the PK subreddit has seemed to agree that it's it's time to end it. I haven't seen any news yeah, you in know a while. What? Everybody's been like really mature about it. Like you know what? Yeah, that's a completely reasonable reason to to say yeah we should probably stop this. So you know, props to everybody. Good for you. Yeah, because the problem is with running jokes like that, some people don't get that it's a joke. Like, yeah, for, for people who didn't need to see last episode or for Philly who maybe doesn't in the background. Um, we had a joke that Lefty was racist. He's not, totally not, but you know, we called him racist Lefty for the longest time. But what was happening on our subreddit was that people were like telling racist jokes in Lefty's voice. Like, you know, hey, this is Lefty's trap. And it was like a box with a watermelon under it. Hey, you know, Lefty's going to need a higher fence. And it was like a guy, a black guy jumping a really tall thing. And like that, there's a million of them. Like, you know, hey, here's Lefty's this, Lefty's that. And it was almost like, our subreddit had way more than its share of racist jokes told as if like, this is something lefty would do. And mm-hmm. um, it's like, ah, you know, I, I just don't want this subreddit to be so filled with this kind of material. So, you know, I said something so and they go on there. Now well. I promise you, everything is very mature. <laughs> no <laughs> silliness. Until, <laughs> until they scrub to this part of the video and they're like, bringing it back. Fuck it. <laughs> well, and, and also, and also Wayne's personal trainer, Without knowing me whatsoever, thought I was actually racist. That he was actually funny. thought I was like I was racist. I thought so that was funny. Gotta, I apologize, but I did. You just gotta lay it on no, thick no, with wings as balls. Just gotta just keep mentioning <laughs> it so they never go back to lefty racist. That's, Here we go. Less. I will now officially join the campaign to say wings as balls to, to yes. save myself. You know, I'm glad you brought that up again. Wings. This, if there's one thing that this podcast needs, it's more testicle pictures. Wings, you owe us because you faked being drunk. You faked being oh, drunk. Let me, show me your nuts. Let me let me, let me uh, lay out fake being drunk. If we, when marijuana becomes legal, are we going to have a marijuana cast? Because I'm not down for that either. And I consider alcohol more uh, more destructive than marijuana. You know, I'm not down for alcohol, and I'm not down for marijuana. Yet I make these sacrifices for the show. Yes. If they're legal, yes. yeah. Yeah. You see Philly D bitching. He's like, I got Belvedere. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I mean, my father's an alcoholic, and I don't want to risk it. But you that think... is fine. We just need that update instead of a, a forgery, if instead you will. Forgery, and that's putting it wide wings. You you oh. diverted our trust. Yes, mm-hmm. and we will Maybe forgive you, you for one picture of your nutsack. I see those bows. Sent directly to Woody, not to either Kyle or myself. Exactly. No, I want a, I want a copy. All right. 
Well, so I think you can turn this whole situation around if you send it to them, but then just keep sending it to them. <laughs> 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 and then you just own the situation. So, uh, I didn't know if you've seen this yet. <laughs> it again for the next seven days. I will make oh, it my what? phone's you... wallpaper. Good morning. <laughs> Here are my balls. Wings, here's an idea. So, so here's what you do. You take an extreme close-up of your balls, then you have it blown up as big as that TV behind Woody and frame it behind you. Nice. So it's just like this weird pink mushiness, and and that'll be it. With one yeah. cube. Just a With wall of braille. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Right, we're hitting the four-hour mark. Are yeah, we? Are. Yeah, it's one o'clock in the morning. It's 1 a.m. Yep. The show yeah, flew by. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's because Philly was here. Philly D was here. Phil's a good yeah. guest. Uh, I Yay. expected him to be one of those like half an hour, like, all right, I got to go do famous people things, but... That, he was just like, he's like, nope, I'm here. I'm I was like, completely just a prepared. boring person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I guess we'll call this a wrap. We'll get Philly D, let him go back to his uh, supermodels and fast cars or whatever it is he was going to do tonight, and uh, and we'll call it a show. Yeah, thanks for coming okay, on. Okay, 162. Woo-woo. Thanks, guys. Uh,